Hey, it's Pete. Uh, I'm sitting down with Mark to Mark. That's me. Dream Warriors for you, too. On the road to 50. Yeah, on the road to 50. And uh, big conversation today, Han Solo. Han oh. Solo. Mm. Look at that look on Mark's face. <laughs> Let's hit that music. <laughs> Let's get going. Let's do this. Seven oh eight Saturday, <laughs> Saturday this was night. Like, I wanted an emergency show on this one. Yeah, and you shot me. Down. I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Listen, what is going on here?" Wednesday, so Wednesday, eight forty four a.m. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like this now you're it. now you're making me guilty. By this now. is process. Okay, no, so we yeah. talked about in the last episode. We talked about our process and how we kind of build the show, and uh, uh, so something will kind of break. We'll have an idea for the show, and then something will break, and the show will move around essentially. Yeah. And then, right. like, for example, the button took three episodes to do. We finally got to it last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, got, I got some feedback from that, too. I got some good feedback from that, which is cool. Thought our, I talked to one of my friends listened to it, and they thought that our uh, progression from 86 Crisis to Zero Hour to Infinite uh, yeah, Crisis, yeah. like, that was pretty yeah. spot on. Well, so know, that was cool. That was completely really unintentional, not yeah, written at all. Real, real quick side note, my... my the last episode, the solo episode, I kind of um, went on this tangent about like the value of viewing things black and white and the the value of that is Roshark like like Roshak because Roshak is like in shape mm-hmm. and he's like he's, he's like the one sticking to truth and and the owl is fat and out of weight and jizzes <laughs> as soon as he bangs a hot girl and like does are you talking a- about me and you no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Talk- I'm overweight. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking. Oh, <laughs> but no, but I'm talking about like I'm talking about like Watchmen. How like like the deeper thread in Watchmen is like the value of like black and white, mm. which is kind of like a view of that that I, that occurred to me as I was recording, which is kind of funny because like like the Al does kind of represent like sloppy thinking. Like he kind of like even physically <laughs> he represents mm-hmm. like a loss of values. Yeah, it's and it's just. It's everything being moved away. Like, it's just, everything is just numb. Everything is just, like, not, you yeah. can't feel anything. He's impotent. I, just, I just love it that he blows a load when he, like, when he uh, touches During... Silk Spectre. <laughs> like, I love you. <laughs> or when uh, a Leonard, a Leonard Cohen uh, song is on. <laughs> yeah. That's for, for the movie. For for the movie. Now, uh, for me, Rob Zombie was always playing when, mm-hmm. uh, when he did that. But I was heavily into Rob Zombie when, uh. But I've really got to watch my. You are but, the astro creep. Yeah. So oh, here we go. So Mark's going to like. Let, so let's. Yeah. So let's just set up like how we got to this. And you know what? Like real quick though, I'm kind of happy we did have a delayed Han Solo recording because <laughs> it, I know additional stuff came out. Yeah, a lot of stuff came out. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to kind of cover it front to back. Most people probably saw the surface level version. So the story came out yeah. Wednesday morning, essentially that. Uh, two letters came out at the exact same time. Kathleen Kennedy put out a press release saying that, unfortunately, due to creative differences, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, directors, have been let go of the project. Um, a couple hours later, Phil Lord and Chris Miller put out their own thing, and they said, hey, listen, we hate, we think that the cliche of saying creative differences is horrible. And these guys are funny guys, so they make a joke about it. Yeah. And say, but this is truly the case. 
we regret we're leaving the project. We wish them the best of luck. So yeah. nice, nice, clean, professional. Um, the Hollywood Promoter the next day, or even later that day, basically stated that they were straight up fired. They had a little break. They had like a little break. They had three weeks left. Yeah. Three weeks left. So my thing to you, once I saw the news Wednesday morning, I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I well, you like, like you were like I a lot freaked out. Yeah, because like for me, it's just like to me, this is like business as usual, uh, and and Holly and like it's just business as usual, and and to further that, I think with Disney's handling of even though like I, I feel like Pixar's product changed and kind of de- degraded a little bit, they kind of lost that Pixar like flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but the handling of Pixar. Um, the other Star Wars movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you kind of give what they view as their process the benefit of the doubt. And that's kind of like, so when I see news like that, that's just rolls, like, that rolls through my brain. And for me, it's still kind of like, well, it's, it's like, it's still a Star Wars movie and they, I think they have like a position with tone. Like I kind of said that to you in that right. one text message. Yep. Like, like, and and they they kind of know what they want to go for, which I feel is a good sign that they know what they want to go for and they're willing to, you know, like, like excommunicate the directors. So I mean, uh, see, uh, okay. So my main thing is, and I think my th- we talked about my theme earlier. So between me and you, you're a studio guy. In a way, yeah, yeah, and I'm an, I like, I'm an artist, a writer. I'm like, oh, and I love like the creative vision. This will kind of come through a little bit later on. I'm yeah. always every time I'm on, I'm always I always have the thing where I'm like, hey, this book came out and it was written, drawn, edited, colored, blah yeah. blah, distributed. The guy delivered it to your house. He just drew it on your front porch. Like <laughs> yeah. I love that bit bit of it. I love like the single the singular vision, even if it w- does not work. Comes, like, <laughs> comes with chalk drawings. On yeah, your even if it doesn't work, like I like things that don't work. The first episode I was on, I talked about that uh, Louis C.K. series that yeah, yeah. completely did not work for most. And I find it to be the best. Uh, it's not even a failure to me. Like, it's not a failure to me. It's yeah. a failure well, into everyone's eyes. Yeah, well, like, you know what? I, I think there's like a little bit of, of that. So, like, here, here's what happened. So, like, two, two things, in my opinion, changed Hollywood. The, the, geeks, the geeks took over. Okay, like, you know, and like kind of the, the people who were film buffs, like the Tarantino generation, hmm. uh, buddied with piracy, okay, uh, changed the business models for Hollywood, okay? Some, you know, you can kind of argue for negative, okay? And so, like, now it's kind of like people, I think people have lost touch with how some of the greatest movies of all time were made. And they were studio driven. They were producer driven. They were connection driven. They were bean counter driven um, projects, and that was it. Like there's, there's, um, there. Like I think you and I could probably list them. I, I, like I'm meaning like we can probably go back 100 years and list the people who, who got final cut, in, right. in movies. Right. Yeah. Like it's a very short list. That's like David Lynch. Like that's David Lynch, some sources he sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot, there's a, yeah, there's, it's not there's easy. pushback. PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, PTA. Oh, uh, yeah. He you, didn't get it right away. Nicholas Winding Refn. He gets it. Um, yeah, because PTA didn't get it on Sydney, which is, you know, the hard eight. So like, the he, hard eight, he yeah. always talks about that. He's like, yeah. it's not the movie I want still. You know what I mean? And I he think I also hard eight was good. <laughs> it's very good. It's like, very, I thought very that good. was a good movie. And then like I read an interview where he goes off on he it. He hates it. And I'm kind of like. Oh man, you're probably like a weird guy to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so but to me, you know, you're saying that the bean counters and the big movies and blah blah blah. But I always kind of go to that the restrictions on the big movies 
like make it great. Like Jaws is great because they the shark didn't work yeah. and they had to rewrite the script every day. And right. That's okay. what makes that great. Yeah, but know? Jaws became a big movie. Jaws right. like still would have been like, hey, if this thing but worked in even water. Even Star Wars, everyone on set's like, oh man, man this is probably going to work. The first Star yeah. Wars, 77. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, which I, I did say in our text message. Uh, I think that's how we ended it. <laughs> that's when I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, I was like, sorry, man. So the, it kind of goes, new with, hope. here's my flip out. New, so new hope out, is not aging. 9 a.m. So this is my was 9 a.m. rage. It was 8.44. It was 9 a.m. It was 9 a.m. <laughs> and I didn't even look. I was like, God, the news. I read the news like, you? What? I went crazy. So it was like Han Solo. Okay, so the deal is, is this, is that Han Solo has been filming since February for four months. Which I was, I, yeah, I wasn't aware left. of that. Three weeks yeah. left. They, they took a little break. Which supposedly the break was somewhat planned, somewhat forced, but it took, the break was supposed to be a week, and it's like it was two weeks. Yeah. Now, my... So then they basically stated that the directors are fired. Yeah. Now, here's where... Uh, and, is, and real quick, can, can I interject real quick? Hmm? The, these guys, <laughs> these two gentlemen, uh, were also connected to DC's Flash movie. They wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, they were, wrote it and were attached to direct it. They left that because they got hired to do Han Solo. Yeah. Which, yes, you would quit the job to go do Han Solo. Yes, yeah. correct. Now, that movie, they are pretty much, so they did, uh, if you, let's go, f- like, their filmography, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, they yeah, did I, Clone High, which was a cartoon on MTV that Will Forte did some voices on. Okay. It's it's pretty good that we'll go back and watch now. It's yeah, not great. It's I, I a little kinda, bit off. Yeah, I remember maybe seeing some still They declared the Chance of Meatballs 1, which is great. Yes. They couldn't do the second one because they were about to, they were prepping Lego Movie. Okay. So the second one's not as good, but they wrote it, and someone else directed it. Well, it's not quite as sharp. Yeah. That's a great movie. Cloud of Chance Meatballs is great. Lego uh, yeah. Movie should not work, right? That shouldn't work. Uh, yeah. It's I like kind, Lego it's, Movie. No, Lego, it's Lego Movie is fantastic. I even um, I like the nod of like the 80s bookend which was mm-hmm. like live action like with the will ferrell stuff right 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 and i i thought like they kind of perfected what they were trying to do in the 80s but you, or even the 90s like page master and like yeah, yeah, yeah. even even <laughs> effectively um uh princess bride and even right, right, right. um never-ending story like mm-hmm. these weird bookends that that the kid's reading the story or someone's reading the story yeah, or kid. something. But I thought I thought there was like a real lesson. It was a little Lego long. movie. I thought it was maybe like a, two minutes too long. Yeah. It was like five minutes long. I just dude, I, I walked away with that with like from a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like they were and it was like a clear it's lesson. One to grow on. Yeah. There's one to grow on really. And and it was I, I just and it was kinda like the lesson <laughs> you wanted to see in that. So I thought I thought it had like a, a ton of heart, ton of foresight, and you know what? A little bit of correction because you don't have the weird Colombo guy reading <laughs> a story to to Fred Savage. Then we get get some soup. It's been all day. Yeah. I'm starving. Um, uh, uh, real quick, you want to see what just popped up on my notifications? Red Letter Media uploaded Transformers: The Last Night review. It's kind of late. Red Letter. No, 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 no. Oh, no. those are the ones we like. We like those guys. Yeah, but wait, yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah. The, um, but they they uploaded one on Saturday. That mm. literally was like twenty minutes long, and they uploaded it late because you know because mm. I was still awake, and I'm like, yeah, and I think that girl just left, and I was like, ah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like red letter because I love red letter media, yeah, yeah. okay, because um, I think they're, they're they're the only reviewers on YouTube except outside the film gob, he's the only guy you gotta watch, okay, um, that are now attacking the Collider 
like monstrosity. Like they they're actively attacking Collier. Okay, mm-hmm. and they they just point out how weird it is sometimes that well, that uh, these people say these things. Well, Screen Junkies news is real fast, and they they're doing yeah. a lot of like reaction live, or they're doing news breaks. Yeah, and they don't have their facts right when they when they go on air. Yeah, they just start talking. And I'm well, like, Whoa. I, yeah, I'm dude. I hate that. Yeah, but, and I know we get some stuff wrong, but not not a whole lot. But dude, the, they even got um. Someone did a compilation. We're so off track, real quick. Um, but dude, we someone did a compilation video of Don um, John Schlepp, the guy mm-hmm. that did. Okay, dude, voicing his opinions of Main of Steel, and then his re-opinions are Main of Steel, and he, they put them together. And I'm always like, dude, you freaking sell out. Like you're just you're just there to talk. Like you are just talking, and it's one <laughs> platitude after the next. Mm. But anyway, so um, Red Letter Media uploaded this review, and I'm like, 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 Ur! and I'm working on my own YouTube thing with this, and I'm like, I'm going like download it. I'm using their clips. This is perfect. And dude, they got me because the it opens with these two guys who are not them, like two other guys acting them, and they're doing right. like like kung fu voiceovers. And then it goes dark. And it's dark for 18 minutes. They just uploaded a dark video. And it, 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 I think it has like a quarter of a million views already. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> you know, but dude, like they kind of do these like gotchas, which is like, they, like right. and they, they, they made these collier ones where they, they make fun of the uh, unboxings. And it's like a book bag full of like, um, like Star Wars stuff. <laughs> And they put, like, stickers on things, like a Star Wars sticker on, like, scotch tape. And it's, like, Star Wars scotch tape. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts, it cuts to them, and they're like, that's really cool. That's really cool. That's useful. And they just say the same things that everyone else says. And right, they're right, like, right. dude, I love how they attack it, dude. Like, it really is. That's that's the next wave of, like, conversation. And and that's a little bit of, like, what Dream Warriors is, yeah. too. Like we kind of attacked the convention. I think I think that's good. Like we do digest. Like I, I wanted to do. I wanted to do. It's funny. I wanted to do the the video. Uh, do a podcast about like what we hate. So like we hate the immediate like reaction podcast. Yes. But I like. I'm so. We also. But I mean, since episode was it ten? My first one. Like, just. I mean, it's just in me, man. Star Wars is super in my blood, and I just like. I don't yeah, even I, want this. I wasn't even. I even know you were I that connected to it until project. we had that. that yeah. Thread. Yeah, I don't want this project because it was post Rogue One. I talk about Rogue One for two hours. I think the first yeah. episode, something insane. And, and you're you're not on board with Rogue One, no. right? You're overproduced. Not. I'm still, I, I'm still with it. it. It's overproduced. Fucking, I love that movie. It's fine. I love that right. movie. It's fine. Here's okay, and this is the problem I'm going to have with this, and this is the problem that I'll even go and we'll talk about like Ant Man. The problem that I have with Ant Man because I wanted to see that, like I wanted to see what the Edgar Wright Ant Man was going to be, and I didn't. Yeah. So I had to pick up the pieces and do it. Now, my confusion with this and the stuff I read today on this, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. So essentially, these guys were fired like, oh, they have three weeks left. Now, they bring in Ron Howard. Ron yeah, Howard. Which is... Opie Cunningham. Yeah. Opie Cunningham, everybody. But he's... Yeah. That's the safest choice you can do. It's super fucking safe. Unfortunately, I don't want to see... Uh, I don't I don't want to see a young Han Solo movie, but I would want to see it by those guys. Because those guys did Lego Movie, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs, 21 Jump Street... 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Still great. I love Like, you know what I mean? Um, so I, they don't have, they have nothing. And and the um, the Last Man on Earth, the pilot, is beautiful. Yeah. It's one of the best comedy yeah, pilots yeah, I, ever. Yeah, I think you said that before. So I don't, I, the only thing that would attach me to this, and then they got the cast. They got Donald Glover. They got, 
Amelia Clark. Yeah, they got, I like, think they, they got, got good they got people. A, they, but they yeah. helped in that process to get that cast. So it's their concept of what they're going to do. I'm not sold on that guy, Eldon Ehrenreich, the guy who is Han Solo. Oh. Han Solo? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would have I rather mean, had the Baby Driver guy. I think that guy's better. Yeah. Well, I, but that's like, yeah, fine. I mean, you know what it is? Like, it's... Oh, I think we're at eight. We are losing a little bit. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Still going, still going. Okay, we're good. Um, no, but I... It's all my anger that's teeming. It's, it's breaking it's, all the cords it's here. It's searing everything from the inside. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> so mad. It's, it's like Asia... It's like, you're like Division in Age of Ultron. You're burning Ultron from the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's your Age of Ultron reference for uh, 2017. That was it? Uh, yeah, Age but I, but so like, the, is any of your so so here here's the thing. So you're unhappy with Rogue One. All right. You're, so you're, I was sold uh, a different movie. To me, it's a bait and switch yeah. situation. Okay, like, I, that's how I feel. I still feel that way. I'll, I'll I'll tell you one thing. Something did occur to me, and this the just 57 shots that were in the trailers that yeah, weren't in the movie. The, well, this popped, in, this popped into my head. So. Yeah, I, I talked about, like, I'm going through, like, the Cinemax film catalog right now. And a lot of times, like, when I'm kind of just, like, decompressing and I'm trying to find something to put on, um, I start a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just start them. And some, some of them don't make it through, like, the credits. Like, like it's coming up, and I'm just like, no. Like something else, okay? <laughs> you, got a, you got you got five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> this is a YouTube world, baby. Yeah. And if that and on a movie, you get five. And something YouTube, you get ten seconds. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, it's too long. You're like, fuck it, I ain't watching. Yeah, this. and you know, I had people do that with bad eats that <laughs> they got upset about the ads. I'm like, look, like that's monetize you know, me. Yeah, but um, so like a lot of the initial movies I was watching on Cinemax that I was rolling through were ones that like I had like pre hype for. That I didn't see, like the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, okay, um, and and Four Stick, Fan Four Stick, yeah, which is not in the title at the end of the movie. It's just Fantastic Four, so Fan yeah. Four Stick was strictly the the poster, just poster, just the poster, yeah. yeah. Uh, I still I, love calling it Fan Four Stick. Yeah, I th- everyone calls it that, <laughs> uh, and and um, they were, like the the mummy um, curse of the dragon emperor, which is the the third the brain Fraser one, yeah, the, the Jet, Jet Li one. And you know, like I, I vaguely remember even seeing that. Like I jumped, I jumped on that. I jumped on like the Hulk, uh, the, the Ed Norton Hulk movie. How far off was that Mummy? Uh, that was like three or it was too late. It was like seven years. I think it was really late. Yeah, because like, I think Mummy Two was two thousand and two. Yeah, and I want to say maybe it was five years. And I want to say the Dragon Emperor was yeah. five years. So even if it was good, it didn't matter because it was yeah. too late. And but the thing is, I like, uh, like. How you popped into my head? Seven. You're right. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, the um, the the thing that like popped into my head though was like a lot of the movies I was turning off were movies that like again let's it'll, it'll just be like a title. I'm like, all right, like let me jump in on this, and like I kind of like would tune out real quick and have to jump like to something else, and. The reason for this is because like I had no idea like there was no hype for the movie. I had no idea what the movie was. Mm. Okay? And th- there was no like um like kind of like sometimes like you fill in the blanks of something and you watch a movie and you want to see like if they're if they come to fruition. Okay? Mm. And like hey, is it going to turn out like this? Is it this? Is it that? Okay? And there's all of these like questions um that come in through like the trailer um 
like the, almost like the trailer culture that we're in now, mm-hmm. like the trailer consumption. Okay. And it kind of like it, 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 the, the way that you popped into my head was like the Rogue One argument where I'm kind of like, like you kind of need, like it just occurred to me that like you need that machine, like that trailer machine, because it's really hard to watch a movie when you're not hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Like it really is because like, and I was like turning off like good movies. Like I'm just kind of like, again, like just not, not able to focus because I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But you know, like, and and I, I like it just it just made me like cognizant of like what like your Rogue One position is. I just like uh, I just I wanted to see the scenes that I thought were iconic. I'll not see. They don't have, they don't hold the context for it. So I think it's weird. I think I mean I know a lot of it do it now, and I think Marvel, the Russo brothers especially, they do kind of a weird thing where the Civil War trailers have a, a slightly popped up. Uh, dialogue scene meaning that you know when he when tony says i want to punch you in your perfect teeth to, oh, yeah. to cap yeah. it's a different take in the movie it's it's a different it's yeah. a slightly downplayed take because it made more sense in the day and then the take in the in the trailer is almost like it's a trailer take now okay. i'm okay with that because the line's still there the scene's still there the shot is exactly the same shot but it's a little pumped for and it's not an adr thing it's just it literally was a different take so the russos do two takes which i think is yeah, they make, but they're they come from TV. They come from uh, probably a ton of takes. They can do a ton of takes, and they can kind of kind of do it. Now, the to bring it back to Han Solo, I don't understand. So here's here's the problem: is that the, and 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 I'm going to kind of play both sides on this argument. I'm going to argue with myself now for a second. Um, <laughs> they're they're leaving a project where they would have kind of pretty much creative control. Yes, like they they could do the Flash almost like Zack Snyder can do. Yeah. Like, it's just like, hey, it's a Zack Snyder project. Even if it has other people, like, hanging out in it, like, it's still Zack Snyder at the end of the day. You know? You want to grab it? No, sorry. I'll, I'll call him back when, um, when we're done. Then, um, so then, but, so you have Chris Lord and, you know, you have those guys, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They leave. They, they want to direct Han Solo. Now, Han Solo is written by Lawrence Kasdan, grandfather of Star Wars. You know, he wrote, he rewrote Empire. He wrote parts of... yeah. Return. Yeah, Kazan is way, way, way more involved than, yeah. than and he people helped, give, he helped give him co-write, credit for. He helped co-write Force Awakens. Yeah. And that was where uh, Abrams was, like, open to that. Abrams is basically kind of, he's more studio head. He's, like, he, he's been cooperative with studios for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, these guys are, they can kind of do whatever they want because they've, like, no one's, they, 21 Jump Street shouldn't work. Yeah, and then it did. And they're like, "Oh wow!" And then they're like, "Hey, Cloud Chance Meatballs." Well, we'll see. And then it worked. And they're like, "Well, okay, yeah. give them the Lego Movie." And they gave them. They wrote it. Like to me, that that there's so much shit going on. Lego Movie, it's unreal. Yeah, the amount yeah. of plots, the amount of characters, <laughs> yeah. the amount of stuff going on. It is. Yeah, the songs, the movements, the like the like the, the comedy. So then they give the, the so they give these guys. They put them into a studio film. This is probably the first studio film. They've kind of been making their own like crazy independent films in a way. Yeah, you know. So so but the um, but the script is by Kazan and the Son. Yeah. So what were they allowed to do? <coughs> I would think that they would be well, allowed to maybe do. Supposedly they've done alternate takes. They do. There's. It's too funny. Yeah. The well, tone's all yeah, but but I think like some of it too is that. All right. So like, the studio so sees like the yeah, marks have been battling a milkshake. <laughs> not yet. I've had this for like an hour and a half. Yeah. He he. I he. It's not a milkshake. He Mark bought a frosty, thinking it was a milkshake. <sighs> Listen, it's Sunday. It's Chick Fil A is closed. I want a Chick Fil A milkshake. I'm on the way over. I'm like, ah, I want a milkshake, but I want beer. So I don't really know what to do. So I want a milkshake, and then I'll let that settle, and then have a beer. 
But Chick-fil-A is closed, so I ran to Wendy's because I was like right there. Yeah. So I order it, <laughs> and then the whole way here, I'm like, I can't even drink this. Why did they give me a straw? No, it's <laughs> no. They gave me, they gave me a, they gave me a spoon. Yeah, yeah, the tall plastic spoon. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to drink frosty. it. Yeah, they they pride themselves. It's just on ice cream the, on in a cup. What's the, what is? Yeah, it? it's 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 custard. It's black and white. It's not Cho- custard. That's it's like, chocolate vanilla. Yeah, it's like custard in like a, a quick like quick freeze or something. Yeah, I hate it. I don't know. Um, I've been trying to drink this for like two hours. Well, yeah, you'll probably be drinking it. Uh, probably uh, by nine o'clock tonight, you'll enjoy your milkshake. All right. So uh, does like just yeah. like does does my argument make sense? Like I like it, are uh, are they able to even walk in to do this? So like a little bit though. Like maybe we can kind of like unpack the the process. So you know the the studio decides Han Solo. They, young Han Solo. Young. If Han no Solo. one knows this, it's he's it's young. Twenty five. Twenty five year old Han Solo. They go on, on a search. They begin. Just taking ideas. I think the ideas are coming from what they have. The, the, the ideas are coming via studio, right? It's all Kazan. It's all Kazan yeah. and her, his son. So, so they have a. They already have like an outline. They have a sketch. They uh, already have visualized how this movie is going to turn out when it comes to filming it. Mm-hmm. These guys get. They work on the Flash. They supposedly right good mm-hmm. good script. Supposed to be a great script. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they they and they kind of um, I don't know screw people over and they go for the low hanging fruit Star Wars. And well, who would want to work on Star Wars? I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave this. I'm going to go do Star Wars. Hey, you know it what? Me the, shot. Play in the sandbox. Hey, principles. That's all I'm saying. Principles. So here's here's the thing. So. They engage in the process. Who knows? Like they may have mishandled the initial conversations. They mm-hmm. they miss. They may have been like, "Oh yeah, we'll do it like that." Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Good one, Kasdan. Yeah, look at that concept artwork that's already here. Yeah, we'll like okay. Um, can can we get uh can we get approval on like who we're like like making this movie with? And the studio's like, yeah, like that's kind of like all we wanted you to do. And they're like, okay, and then. The door shuts, and these two guys are potentially like, look, um, we're, we're going to have to like do some of this our way, and we're just going to have to do it. And but it's yeah. going, it's going to be, and and they sit down and they jizz all over one another, and they're like, this is going to be incredible. This is going to be awesome. What like the Castle Run? We're going to do like we're going to see who we learned the Castle Run from. We're going to see. Uh, you know, like him, origin of like, his vest, the origin of the vest. Yeah, we're we're going to see um, <laughs> Lando Calrissian go rounders on this. Yeah. he's well, going. Isn't that the argument of like, was it the uh, Indy three had like origin of everything? It was like, look, he hates snakes because of this. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. That. Yeah. Like, look at this. He hates. He gets and, his, yeah. his whip from and, that guy. And they and they for that they thought it was um, took away from. The real story, which was him and his father, right, right, right. Like, and they and and they chose wisely to yeah. quote that movie. Mm-hmm. They chose wisely. They chose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Hey. <laughs> okay. So, so these, uh, from my perspective, okay, mm-hmm. and you know more about this than me. I think it's it's very clear that for probably a couple weeks now, maybe. Right, two three weeks, mm-hmm. the studio knew, like the wave. They knew the tone. This wave was, like crawling above the beach before it crashed down. 
Mm-hmm. They needed someone. Ron Howard. Ron Howard can come Oof. save the day. Ron Howard's like, look, I am a studio director. You know, like I, 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 I've kind of made my own movies, but I'm in large a studio director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're like, this is what we need. This is what this is what we need. And Ron Howard's like, I, I will do that. So these guys, you know, might have look. They they might have went to the prom too early. They might have been overstepping. That's like some of the I boundaries. I almost feel that's the way that most of these guys get it. Like that's like Trevorrow went from Safety Not Guaranteed to Jurassic World. What now? And then he does book. I, you know, I yeah. want to I want to see Book of Henry because it's so poorly reviewed. Yeah, what, I can't wait what, to see what, that. That movie looked interesting. Yeah, but it's totally all yeah, over the place. But I, I kind of want to see it because yeah. of that. I'm, I'm all for seeing that movie. Yeah, we should see that, yeah. and then we'll be like, "What the fuck was this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like like a mind for like the death. What the hell? <laughs> we'll do a couple uh, post movie. Yeah. So I okay. So, yeah, I, so I get your train of thought. Like I, I understand. Yeah. Like and and that's just. But you know what? Look, we were talking about this a little earlier too. Like something like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Like all right. So in my view, like Blade Runner is a complete mess of a movie. People want to put this thing up high. But the like movie, Tron, like the Tron, movie. yeah, like Tron's a mess. <laughs> Tron's like, a mess. like you watch the original. Hey, let's watch the black hole. Like, that's a that's a gem. Yeah, like <laughs> with, with with the the BB-8 before there was a BB-8. That that oh. little bucket with the with, yeah. with the googly eyeballs. Yep, I had them as a action figure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like legs went out. It was but, great. Um, no, but no, and and it's like, like, I I view Blade Runner, and Blade Runner is now this benchmark. But that movie, like, I was even like, look, there's only one version of that movie I've ever seen. I've refused the to... The narration one? Yeah. Every, yeah. The, the black cover. I call it the black cover because yeah, it's yeah. a black VHS. Okay? And it's not the... Um, oh, I forget the, the artist. For, I, I think it's a John Alvin... It's a John Alvin cover. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a, the poster artist, okay? And Alvin is a signature in the uh, one of the buildings. Because he would sneak it in because he wasn't getting credit. It's like, it's like, idiot, <laughs> we're paying you to do something. Right, Who right. cares about the credit? You got paid for this. But anyway, um, no, but the thing is, though, like, to me, it's like, like, when you watch Blade Runner enough times, you easily see, like, where the studio would have to be like, what are we, like, what is this? What are we doing what here? What are we making here? Yeah, like, like, this thing needs... A point. It needs an arc. That's, that's why narration was in there because they no one would knew. Yeah, like seeing to seeing exactly what was going on. Like we kind of need to. Like, can we make a movie and not confuse the shit out of people? Can how many we... how many Berlins are there? The Berlin, the Terragillium. Oh, oh, at least three. There's like at least three. Or I four. think the Criterion for that. The Criterion was but like I, their I, first like box set. Yeah, but the that, director's cut is not good. The yeah. the, the studio cut's good. Uh, yeah, I, I make the same argument with the um, with the the director's cut of like Aliens versus you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because, I agree with that. Yeah, because like uh, they destroy the time frame of the incubation mm-hmm. because it they and people like would knock Aliens versus Predator. They're saying the incubation's too early in that movie. Like, like it took weeks or whatever for um, <laughs> you know, for Alien. They were in there for days. You like, only have two hours. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, uh, really is but the thing in Aliens. When when they haul in Newt's father when he has the face hugger, yeah, okay, the time frame from her hitting that and to when they did like the distress signal when they lost signal mm. was only like two or three weeks, and you're like, yo, like how did they do the the queen, the eggs, mm. 
like like the apocalypse like how did all this happen in like two weeks like what the hell and it destroys that it destroys that this place went dark for a while right. and then they found out it was dark and then they were like like hey we have to send like some power in there mm. and it destroys the whole mystique of like the decision to send in the marines yeah but anyway but like yeah so like i'm kind of with you like a lot of these directors i will i will adamantly say this we're back to ridley scott the only director's cut that really mattered that i ever saw was uh kingdom of heaven mm, i never saw it okay I'm sorry, that director's what about cut. the abyss director's cut um no, like I could do that without. Like twenty five minutes. Yeah, I can, I can, like... I can do. Uh, I forget the subplot for that. I think the subplot was a uh, Russian submarine. They were gonna do a tidal wave. Yeah, the tidal wave. I'm like, I re- do. I remember that when that VHS came out. That was like hot sauce because I was like a part of like the Fox Select, mm-hmm. uh, with the burgundy, like stripes. <laughs> okay. Right. And that came out, and that was like, yo, like mother effort. Like here it is. Like it is a, it's like it was like bootleg and like rumored up until that right, point. Right, and right. it's like here it is. And I remember watching that. And I'm just like, you know, I've, and I remember seeing still images in like Premiere magazine or like Cinema yeah, Scene yeah. or something yeah. and of of the crest. And then it was like just waiting for that moment and then being like, eh, I kinda like like the other one was yeah, what's kinda, in my mind is better. Like kinda like better and and, and it's kinda like silly that <coughs> like what's the point if they because they you know what it is? It's a personal story, like the abyss is personal. Mm-hmm. That that ending when they suck back the tidal wave, because you know they manipulate water. Right. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, obscure obscure spoilers un- on a 1989 <laughs> film. I think <laughs> exactly. anyone that's into under science fiction underwater adventures involving aliens. Okay, no, it's like when they suck that tidal wave back, you're almost like they're on the world stage. And right, it's a right. different emotion that you have at that point. Like that movie piques your emotions, especially when like people start dying and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they're bringing people back to I life. To watch that again. I think that's interesting. It's a hell of a it's a hell of a movie. It's a hell of a movie. But anyway, so yeah, so let's let's get back. Han Solo talk. All right. So my the thing. Okay. So to me, it's about schedules. Okay. You have three weeks left of this movie, and what are they allowed to do? Now we all know that that. Tony Gilroy got seven million dollars to come in and basically reshoot the, the the last third or so. Gareth Edwards did not direct the scene. I think an AD directed the scene with the, the Darth Vader scene that everyone loves. Yeah. Gareth Edwards did not direct that yeah. at all. Um, that was tacked on. Uh, pretty much the whole the whole sequence of her up in the in the tower, all of it. There's no yeah. running across the beach. That's all Gareth Edwards did. That's all gone, and. Tony Gilroy got $7 million to write and direct that. Yeah. Now, Gareth Edwards has done a very good job. He's he's done an amazing job not being mad and being very good in every interview. Yeah, yeah okay. he's... he's um, but then again, but but here's the thing. Why should he be mad? You got paid to do something. Right. And you did it. So I almost feel like, that... But remember, he did Monsters, Godzilla, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Rogue One. Okay? Yeah. These guys did... Their own cartoon with a budget that no one for MTV complete creative control. They did their own. They did. They, I'm sure they had some studio thing with with Cloudy, but pretty much the script was so good it just was a perfect yeah. fun movie. Then 
they get to go do 21, then they do Lego, then they do 22. Yeah. You can't give, I don't think you can put these guys back in the box. They've been, they're out of the box. Yeah. I don't think you can do it. I mean, I, I if they wrote it and directed it, I could see that they should bring them on, but they, they, in another way, they agreed to do this script. Yeah. And the problems that I've heard are tone. Yeah, and and, and which there's I, too many takes. Yeah, which I I told you. It's expensive, you, yeah. and they're going too long, and there's a couple things going on. Now that now when I go back to schedules, is that okay? Now we have Amelia Clark who has to go shoot Game of Thrones. Yes, we have Alden Ironrakes probably got to do some other weird. I don't know who knows who knows what that guy's doing. Donald Glover has to shoot Atlanta. Woody Harrelson's in every yeah. movie every week. Yeah, right? he's 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 in every movie. He's become like he's back to becoming the everything character actor, right? Like he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a mil- he's a military he's Wilson who is a perverted southern like Dan Klaus uh, cartoon okay right then he's uh, you know Dan then he's going to be in this you know like I mean there's uh, he, he's uh, eight ball reference you know people he's in, we, we just had an eight yeah. ball reference he's going to be in a movie that he's the dad of Brie Larson that looks heartbreaking where he's a kind of a shitty dad oh uh, yeah. and I saw the trailer for it and I was like oh God, dude I like, loved him in um. The furnace movie, the um, the out of the furnace. Yeah, I dude, never saw that. I, dude, his character in that, he's yeah. so hard. He's like this like small True time criminal. I think is where like people were kind of like, hey, this is Woody. Yeah, you know what but, I mean? but like, Woody's always been the best character. I think he's always been the best character actor. And he's Hollywood. great in Larry like, Flint. Like, yeah. like I remember when I was a kid, seeing him on Cheers. Mm-hmm. Like and realizing when he starts showing up in movies like uh, Natural Born Killers, right, that right, right. he's an an actor, like mm-hmm. he's not that guy in Cheers. Like, and that was like one of the first times like, I got realized that. And I'm like, oh, I'm like that's how it works. I always made up. I had like a weird urban legend with Cheers is that I always thought that, <laughs> that Woody Harrelson sung the theme song, even though I knew that was way before him. But it was always <laughs> kind of like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, I think that he sings the theme song, and I was like. Now, like later on in life, I'm like, is that not yeah. a thing? Oh, okay. I think I think um, the ghost of Coach thinks, <laughs> sings the, the thing song. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's Woody Harrelson's pretty much great. He's great in um, and decent proposal is really good. Like, that's like you know, he's he's been there's a long that's a long filmography. Yeah, yeah. and he kind of had like a little bit of a break, and he kind of came back, and he's like the almost like a go to guy for these bigger mm-hmm. bigger movies now, and he's okay not. Getting the um, and in the world, he technically is not like a Robert Downey Jr. size risk, but he's yeah. a, he's an openly he's a, he's a op, super open pothead, very hemp. Yeah, oh yeah, every, like yeah. super open. Yeah, like, he's done videos and well, he's he did, been he did on a campaigns. Live show. I want to watch the live thing he did a couple months oh, ago. Oh, I think I saw some of that. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I'm thinking it's supposed to be very good. He did a one man show where he talked about a night in Paris where he got. Caught with drugs, arrested, and like got <laughs> had like got bailed out by a couple of famous people that actually show, were there, and they show up. I think Owen Wilson like shows up, awesome. bails him out of jail. Yeah. So, but you're right. I think it's like something where he could have been like it could, he could have stayed in one stereotype. But now, like he's going to yeah. be out what in two weeks? He's going to be in War Planet yeah. of the Apes. Yeah. So can can we talk about that real quick? No. Okay. <laughs> no, just because I want to finish my schedule. Talk. Yeah. Go go. So go. The whole thing yeah. is is that there's two weeks left of filming. <laughs> How is Ron Howard going to make a movie? And what are they allowed to use? Yeah. And the other thing, I, the other thing that I read this morning was about directors the, uh, guild. The directors guild. So yeah. The DGA ruling is this, and and I know that basically they can manipulate probably these contracts. I'm sure there's no dummies, but essentially, yeah. if they release this film and and 90 percent of the film that's released, right, they'll have to get is shot is it, are scenes that are legitimately shot by Lord and Miller that they are allowed to release their own director's cut any way they want, like. They're allowed okay. to basically use studio money, 
create a director's cut and release it. Okay. Now there also That's is a ruling like what you're yeah. thinking of. Your your mindset was like, well, who gets director's credit? Yeah. How's this going to work? So here's so my here, argument on schedules. Let me just end on yeah. this: is that everyone's got to go to their next job. This isn't something like, mm-hmm. hold on, Atlanta. <laughs> The, 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 like the cast and crew of my television show on FX, I'm Donald Glover. I have to keep shooting this movie. <laughs> Hollywood stops because Han Solo needs well, to finish. Well, you can't do it. Like you know, and 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 what happens is is that there's different things in place, and there's insurance bonds, and things will cost a lot. This is going right. to cost people a lot of money. Yeah. If, they, if they this could cost, who knows? <coughs> now they've already spent so much money on this film already. <coughs> but can you imagine that Disney has to like like put up for everyone and delay everyone's yeah. schedule? So, yeah. So That's here, gotta be here. Millions. So here, here's what here's a little bit of how I think that's going to play out. Okay, I think that these the these two guys are going to get full credit. Okay, and Ron Howard will not be um like he 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 will not be credited. Okay, well, they can they can and, put him as a first or second director. Yeah. they can put him as a uh, I'm sorry, first unit, second unit, some type of unit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but he won't be like like the Ron, this is like the Ron Howard Star Wars or, or anything. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing this to like make a play for his own Star Wars movie. He's coming in to help them and and he knows that there's going to be something on the back end or something else with Disney on the back end. I think he's because like you know what it is? He's he's kind of like in a Spielberg position mm-hmm. where like they kind of need a pop like they need something, and they need a studio to back them up, and this is his way of getting a studio to really back up something he wants to do. Cause like you now, like um, the 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 Dark Tower, like that was supposed to be his mega franchise right. and TV series, multiple movies. It was all lined up. Um, I guess like that would have been like I I think they looked like like it's really weird because between like the Miss Television Show, this and it. It seems like they're doing like the Kingverse, like the mm-hmm. the yeah. Stephen King creature universe, and like which is kind of, which in a way <laughs> it would be like exactly like the Dark Universe, like mm-hmm. that Universal's doing, but it's kind of funny. Like, but it, it seems like there was like some like wave, and and multiple people in production companies and studios decided to like have this take on Stephen King material. Because like of the source of the material, basically. Well, it's like it's you know? loosely connected. Well, they, they also have that. This is going to be kind of hard too, is because well, the Fat Man on Batman guy, Mark Bernard, and he's on hmm. he's on the writers' room for the show that's going to be on. I okay. Think. I don't know if it's. I think it's Showtime. Okay. I don't know. Someone has a, a show called Castle. Is it Castle Rock? You want to check me out? So I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing they're doing a, a, a shared universe, Stephen King universe, in like Maine, and it. It's the Overlook Motel plus Castle Rock now yeah, in Castle production. Rock? Yeah, uh, so, Hulu. Is it going to be a Hulu show? JJ Abrams, executive producer. He loves it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he does. But he he even executive produced like Westworld. I don't feel like his hands in that necessarily. Yeah, right? no, no. But you know what he is? He's a picker and a chooser, and he's always been there. He's always been no, there. Like it's a, fine. He's even always lost, been... he's like, I'm doing this, and then I'm out. You know what I mean? And then it was like, this is my guy. And yeah, I'm out. You know. And it's funny because it, what's kind of interesting with that is he can never get any stink on him. So if anything goes rough, he's like, I already left. <laughs> he never says it, but they're like, well. And then people are going to be like, everything went to shit right after that that pilot episode. And yeah. that could be true. You know, that's technically true. Um, oh, the other, oh, Lord Miller, they directed a Brooklyn Nine-Nine pilot. So 
Oh. You know, like, so there's certain things. I've seen they, a little bit of that show. I like that show. When they, but see, anyone that does a pilot does, like, their, like, Brian Singer did the did House. I think he did the yes. House. Yeah, so, and he's so Whoever does that. As, yeah. Like, whoever does the pilot pretty much, like, moves and set the tone for the most part. For mm-hmm. the most part. Like, I'm watching American Gods, I and agree. that was David Slade, and other people are directing it now, but it pretty much looks like a David Slade directed. Yeah. I'm watching Twin Peaks. Well, actually, that's only David Lynch, but it's, like, David Lynch. Yeah. That's it. Um, so I just don't, I don't know how they're going to do this. And my other thing too is that like, okay, so, and I, and a side-by-side picture that I showed my girlfriend, I'm like, look at this, look at these two young hip guys doing a young hip movie about, about Han Solo, right? Yeah. 25 year old Han Solo. And then you look at Ron Howard, it looks like he's dying. Like he's the old, <laughs> he does, like the he's, crib keeper. he's skinny, he's never gained weight, Obi Cunningham. Yeah, the, uh... But the thing is like, just think about it. Okay, so he made... Uh, did you use cars? I'm trying. So, like, just let's oh, go through. Well, Ryan Howard's Woo. filmography. Yeah, I have. Yeah, a give me one second. I have. A I can bring it up. Um. So uh, and and like it pretty much just goes. Now I'd say the best. I'd go Apollo 13 best. You know, but if you go, here we go. So. Okay. Yeah. Look. Look. So here. Like, let's. Just, you want to just start with. Um, yeah. Hold up here. Let me go. With, I'm trying to find his directing. I'm getting his movies. Oh, okay. producer too. Yeah. As director, hold up here. Ah, uh, you know, this stuff's so freaking complicated sometimes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I gotta pull up soon. Short, short, short. Grand Theft Auto. Cotton Candy. Skyward. Time Crystal. Night Shift. Night Shift was this big. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Is it Keaton? Yeah. Um. Is it Keaton? I thought Keaton was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Keaton yeah. and then Tom Cruise was Bachelor Party. Those were like it's the Keaton two. Keaton and Winkler. Shelley Long. Night Shift. All right, so that's got a 6.5. Then you go Splash, great. Cocoon, great. Yeah. It's Brian Denny Cable in that. And you got Brian Denny pulling his eye down like Cable. <laughs> yeah. um, Gung Ho, that's your, that's your favorite. Yeah, I love Gung Ho. Gung Ho is very good. Now, my girl was all about Willow. Yeah. I don't love Willow. Yeah, Willow I don't, like, it's so yeah, safe and just kind of meh. Yeah, Willow like, has moments. Like, but it's, um, it's more like a, it's, it's like the Willow is like the 80 special effect movie, meaning right. that, uh, Hey, wouldn't it be cool? Like if we did this and we did a transformation and we did a giant dragon right. and, but, um, Willow, like, I guess suffer from not having a strong mythology. Mm-hmm. Like I would really say that. Yeah. I don't know. It's no good. So like, so parenthood. Okay. Good balancing, good comedy, dramedy. Yeah, 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 Parenthood's good. Uh, Backdraft, Backdraft's I think very good. Uh, dude, growing up, Backdraft was um, one of the must-have VHSs. Yeah, that's really good. Kurt Russell, Billy Baldwin, Alice Ellen, De Niro, really good arson scene in that, like where he does the investigation arson. Yeah, there's and a, um, where it all falls apart. The, the uh, sound design for Backdraft. Your favorite. Tom Cruise broke his career. Ready? Far and away. Yeah. Uh, I, no good. That is a largely that is a chore. No, that that I'd like that. I always like far and away because no. yeah. You, know, you know what it is? <laughs> I I'm drawn to stories of people coming from nothing, like and I think that movie is is historically accurate. It's largely accurate with the Oklahoma land 
race. And it's one of a few movies that kind of highlight um, how hard it was for uh, Irish immigrants to um, assimilate into this uh, country. Hmm. So, yeah. All right, so every movie I've reviewed, every movie that's on IMDb here has a 6.5, so which is just a little bit above average. Yeah. Then it goes to The Paper, which is hardly seen. Yeah. Good movie. No uh, that that movie has good pace. Yeah, that's it's uh that's the it's Michael it's the, Keaton. It's the nineties uh spotlight, you know, it was before yeah, it got yeah. too dry. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Apollo thirteen, arguably the best. That gives a seven point six on IMDb, I give that like an eight out of ten. Yeah, and I agree with that at eight. Um then that's we have the best Ransom. Movie. Ransom, I think well, I think the paper the paper flopped terribly. Apollo thirteen is mm-hmm. great, nominated. Uh I don't think it won anything. Ransom. I, yeah, I Apollo being, 13 was, people thought that was going to be Tom Hanks's third straight Oscar. Right. I think Ransom's, like, it actually gets darker. That's where you see crazy Mel Gibson. Yeah, but it, it, Ransom doesn't deliver in the end. No, it, it has an amazing march. But, that, yeah, that it kind of pushes out. That was the same year. That was where you had the same the Truman Show. Right, but that TV yeah. flopped. No one cared. Some right. say that, do you ever, you ever see the memes online where that shows, like, that's True Detective, like, year zero? Oh, <laughs> that's also awesome. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson <laughs> like together. All right, now the Grinch. The Grinch is very polarizing. I hate this movie. I I like I it. Hate it. Yeah, I don't like it's it's fun. If it's, there was a meltdown, a, I wish I had on tape. Apparently, there was a time where where Jim uh, Jim Carrey like, oh, flipped out, yeah. ripped the suit off, and went yeah. like completely insane and all, like almost quit. Yeah, because well, he said that he suit couldn't was see just and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful Mind. I read the book before this movie, so I actually hate this movie. Oh wow! Because this guy's a dick, and they make him like a real good. Like, yeah, dude they kind of. Yeah, and he's a, he's a terrible person. So. Um, the next one, I'm not. Uh, I never seen The Missing. Uh, it's it's a, it's a solid six point five on the. Uh, that's the Kate Blanchett movie. Yeah, with Jim Giovanni Rabisi's in that. Yeah, probably your second greatest um, Hollywood character actor today. He's the best in Sky Captain in the world tomorrow. That's my favorite. <laughs> or when he's explaining how to get unobtainium and, and Avatar. Uh, unobtainium. Which has got to be the best. And and there is something in, is it in Transformers? I'm trying to, there's some, there, uh, there was something recently where it had like the most unclever name for a mineral or something uh, like that. And I was like, oh no, that's almost as clever as unobtainium. Now here's where I get, here's where I get a little but, funny but, but here, with the Ron Howard. But, but quick side note, unobtainium is a scientific term. It's a scientific. Or I can't find this metal. Well, no. Uh, so yeah, we need like, to kill like, all these blue people. Uh, unobtainium is a scientific term for precious minerals. Like it's it's yeah, it's it's, look, it's out of a textbook. You can, but you can make you can say anything. You could. There's so I think there's just weird laziness in Avatar. I'm like, you have the most beautiful like yeah. movie. <laughs> what, you just have weird what, laziness. What's that precious thing called? Lizzie Lizzie Stufflepuff. <laughs> just anything. Better than unobtainium. <laughs> But this is where I think he gets super, super average, and I think it comes down to Cinderella Man. I never even seen it. it looked real boring to me. Then it was a very toned, and I'm trying to think what was around that that seemed like I don't need another box movie. I don't need Russell Crowe doing shit. So <laughs> no, I, I like Cinderella. Man. Da Vinci Code. This is where he become. This is where I think studio studio. Well, at this point, he's won the Oscar. He has he has become one of the few child actors to become a Hollywood player. Hmm. Him and who's who's his producing par- partner, Ron of uh, Ryan, um Ron, oh crap, hold up, Brian Brian Grazer, right, 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 okay, right. him and Brian Grazer with hair. him him and Brian Grazer with Imagine uh, Imagine Entertainment hmm? have 
created a Hollywood institution. So by the time he gets to Da Vinci Code, okay, he there is little for him to do right now. He has done mm-hmm. it all, I believe. Okay, but Da Vinci Code, whatever. Like it's it's a studio movie, makes money, right? People love that story. People just love that movie. And then we have Oscar bait. So Frost next. So he did one. Yeah, he did win. He won for a Beautiful Mind. Yeah, I like Frost Nixon because it's a, it's it's very minimal. It's too. It's just that's mm-hmm. those are my little movies. Those are yeah. the little things. Yeah, I like. it's it's a uh, six angry men or twelve angry men. Two angry men. Yeah, it's right. down to, it's, you just keep wait, dividing wait, by two what's, until what's, you get what's the, movie the sequel you need. to six angry men? Twelve angry men. What's the sequel to that? Eighteen angry 20. men. <laughs> Or, or 24 Just keep dividing it by two, and then we'll get to the movie that we need. Just do it. Just do it. Brian Grazer, do it. Just okay. Just your hair. And then we have Money Grab or, or something, right? Uh, Angels and Demons. I never even saw Angels and Demons. Yeah. I, okay. And then we have um, The Dilemma. What is this? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is The uh, Dilemma? <laughs> this, I think. Oh, this, this okay. is screwy. What's the uh, story for this, this one? This is these a are the movies movie. I like. This, these are the movies this I is, like. This is a fucked up movie. Now, I didn't see it. It's a 5.3, but apparently I think that it's a Vince Vaughn. Oh, I, I think I did see it. I saw this. I had no idea it was a Ron Howard movie. But it's a dark. It's, it's, it's almost like he got hired at the last minute. So this is basically, it's a Kevin James vehicle with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And they're both like way out of their prime. And one of their wives is about to have an affair, so like, or and then I don't know. I what does it say? Yeah, man dude, discovers. I I completely forgot this movie. Yeah, it's like it's a product development type thing, and and Ooh, a man finds out what you don't say to a friend is just as important. What you do say is the story is how far you can bend a burly bond before it snaps. Since college, confirmed bachelor Ronnie Vince Vaughn and happily married Nick. Kevin James have been going through the thick and thin. They're ragtag. Where's the? There's no ragtag here. Now the partners. There's no, there's no partners no. in an auto design firm because that's the thing. The two yeah. pals are vying for to land a dream project that would launch their company. Ronnie's girlfriend, yeah, which Beth, is like green cars. Jennifer Connelly and Nick's wife, Winona Ryder, are by their sides. But Ronnie's world is turned upside down when he inadvertently sees Geneva, Winona Ryder, out with another man. Makes it his mission to get answers. And then and then hijinks ensue. I don't know. Yeah. So the short one is a man discovers his best friend wife is having an affair. Yeah. What a hilarious plot. Looks so funny. Yeah. Well, and no, it's no, billed as no, a comedy. No, it's you, know, as... you know what that movie is? What the what? And you know you know what you're reading. You know what you're going through right now. Seventy million dollars. This movie. You're costs. you're going through a movie that meant to take you to school and educate you on electronic cars and how great electronic vehicles were. <laughs> And while while the industry was um, hemorrhaging money loss on on uh, going green with mm. vehicles, which is kind of like a contradiction, but th- that this movie is a political statement, which is why it's horrible because it has no it, it has no no footing. But anyway, so um, and then I guess we ha- I, I think the next one is overlooked. Which is Rush. I never saw it. I it, liked but Rush. To me, didn't I felt like every scene I saw, I only saw the clips. So I never saw it. It seemed like everything was in like a weird like lighting situation. Yeah, it was everything it was, was, was kind of. It like, all looked fake. It was all super color graded. It was like a um, a spectrum lens flare, right? Almost. And it was with it, Thor and Baron Zemo. Yeah. Thor versus Baron Zemo in a Formula One yeah. race. Um, I like movies like Rush. I just I like kind of like competition movies, and I like anything involving like sport. 
But um, and Chris I, Hemsworth. Yeah, I thought I thought Rush was um, was pretty good. I mean, Rush is definitely better than Driven, the Rennie Harlan Smurfs Saloon <laughs> vehicle. <coughs> like oh like like if you're going through like modern day car ra- and then like i guess like the three modern day big car racing movies we had mm-hmm. is days of I'm thunder yeah, driven yeah, and and rush and that's great days under is tony scott? T- um, scott tony scott tony scott yeah with Top the five. incredible uh theme like the theme score for that is han zimmer mm-hmm. which is uh early it's, it's pre bong, 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 yeah dude bong. it's so freaking strong dude it's such a strong theme yeah you were saying you just listen to that it was right yeah work on it. i just uh, i just listened to that uh, um then we have uh made in america came out same year i don't even know what that is was it a documentary no nah, it looks like a documentary. It's a documentary oh yeah yeah oh this is the jay-z tour he they shot this in philly oh that's right yeah yep. oh uh, that's that's just a concert so right? so is that like it's barely like, so so Maurice Corsese does the lace waltz <laughs> and now Ron Howard does made in America like, I'm gonna do and Woody Allen does his blues documentary yep. and there you go okay I guess like that, that's where your career ends and then you just keep making movies but that's what I mean like when you when you've done what he done by the by the time he made the Oscar like mm. what you what you <laughs> like you kind of well, lose yeah, he did, your juice well, he edited like the Beatles one that's up there the Beatles eight days a week last oh, year oh yeah yeah he just re-edited that that's not him and he did some oh. stuff like he didn't really do that yo the next one is on my Cinemax playlist yeah we dude, should watch that I I'd be kind of into that dude what is this how movie how did this fail I, well, it's how, kind of confusing yes well me how did it fail it's Thor and a and he's play, he's playing the guy from Moby Dick what, name me one movie that has that setting. That is not Pirates of the Caribbean. That people care. People don't like that setting. Maester Commander, Peter Weir, Russell Crowe. I know. Incredible movie. Incredible <laughs> movie. Everyone says how okay. Only cinema. Only film buffs have seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. I I want to see Heart of the Earth. That's seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Heart of the Sea. So this is Thor, and uh, let's say it's Thor, Mad-eyed Moody. And uh, and Scarecrow, Killian Murphy and Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. So whenever, so I I wrote you this last week. So I'm going to start making movie posters with yeah. these movies. I like. I, I that's thought a that pretty was good, good idea. idea. Yeah. Um, so every time I see any trailer, because I've seen every movie, whenever I see any trailer, and it actually first occurred to me when the Prestige was coming out, because I was like, oh. oh my god, look, there's Wolverine. And there's Batman, <laughs> and there's David Bowie. Like I was like, and there's Ziggy Stardust. Like, what am I going? What's going on here? So like, and then later on, it, like Kong Skull Island would be a perfect one to make because I'm like, oh, there's Steve Brule. Like yeah. I would just do the ones, not even the ones that they're famous for, just the ones that I like the most. You know what I mean? Because I'm drawing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I just want to do the ones that I like the most. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't do like Step Brothers. Like I wouldn't make it obvious like a John C. Reilly. I would do Steve Brule. Like you know what I mean? I would do the yeah. other one. Um, but then if you go back to Prestige, you have you have Black Widow. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so many people in first yeah. stage. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, or, 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 wait, what What were we talking about? I was saying that I would do Harry Brown, Michael Caine, yeah. which no one would do that except me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. All right. All right. In the Heart of Sea. So my point is, okay, so the point of this, this, this very long exercise, it probably took way too long. I'm going to look into Heart of the Sea. I want to see how much money that movie lost. <laughs> but, like, you're going to give this guy. That lost money. That lost money. It okay. lost, like, $7 million. Seventy million. Seven. That's yeah. a lot of money. It's a hundred million. It's a hundred million dollar movie. Only made ninety. But, it, but that means it costs two hundred. Well, they didn't. I don't know. They always say like, that the marketing is double, but yeah, or the marketing. I thought the marketing was, was one half. 
No, that the whatever it is like the marketing. I thought the marketing was you times that by two. Oh, maybe. Oh, but with that, I can't imagine that the marketing was twice that. No one knew what was coming out. Chris Hemsworth as Owen Chase, the first mate. I'm just reading right off of Wikipedia here. Benjamin Walker as Captain George Pollard Jr. <laughs> Cillian Murphy as Matthew Joy, the second mate. Wait. Tom Holland as this is young story. Thomas Nickerson, the cabin boy. This is <laughs> should have been it should have been cabin boy. It should have been Chris <laughs> Elliott cabin boy. Yeah, it should have been cabin boy too. The the return. <laughs> That's the only David Letterman of Cabin Boy. I saw Cabin Boy in the movies. He's at, like, the, at the Denver Six. Oh, wait. Okay. Real, side note. <coughs> Do you remember David Letterman's line? Film buff zone here. Oh, no. It's one line. Something about his shoes or something? Would you like to buy a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> would, uh, would you like to buy a monkey? He's got a little, like, sock monkey with him. <coughs> oh, how great was that movie? See, that, that was a singular vision. It could well, have been massive. It was like, uh, I, I go back to it, man. Singular vision. What was his Go to Life? Awesome TV show. Go to Life, fantastic. God yep. damn, I love Go to Life. With, uh, uh, what was his name? Brian Doyle Murray. Brian yeah. Doyle Murray. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so my point is, is that you're going to give this guy, super, this is super, super safe, and I don't think of him, when I think of him, I don't think of him as a, like a talent like that can like, put, like he's just okay. going to deliver. Right, he's going to deliver. He's he, going to he, just, it's so fucking safe. He doesn't, I'm not saying he's not this, but he does not come off as visionary, visual, uh, like spectacle. He, but safe is what they might and we, need. And you missed the last one. What was the last one? They had the, what was the last, the, the uh, Da Vinci Code just came out last year. Yeah, that, that was um, a big shit turn. Like it didn't. It's like yeah, stop not, making these movies with Tom the Tom Hanks mullet. Just fucking no, no. It's Tom Hanks mullet. Like the first one, the first one. But I think the first Inferno. one was so Inferno. Who cares? Like no one cares. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. But it's a solid six point nine. Like well, you know what I mean? Well, like hey, it's a hey Inferno budget seventy five million box office. This is just going off of Wikipedia two twenty. Well, that's why. You know what I mean? Like, like it, you know, it's, a, right? it's a quiet, but it, again, it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't move the needle. Yeah. That's my point. Inferno is a 2016 American mystery th- thriller film directed by see. Ron Howard and written by David Coep, based on the 2013 novel by the same name, Dane Brown. Dan the Brown film, fashion in it, the it, Da Vinci Code again the, and again and again. The film is a sequel to. The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons, which and you forgot it's the about. Third installment of the oh I, oh, there was a oh I guess so yeah Robert Langdon film series yeah I guess his character now the has mullet. like a film series interesting yeah I mean he's Da Vinci Code guy yeah and oh it's got Felicity Jones in it though she's cute she's I like her. Jin Urso. she's cute uh, yeah I like it she's with got her, that with she, her tooth thing with her you know that I mean? overbite don't sexy. get it fixed. Overbite, sleep it. Yeah, it's going great. Um, oh yeah. So, so real quick. So, so it's not, my whole point is it's not going to move the needle. It makes me crazy. I don't know how it's going to. I don't know how it's going to happen, and I don't know how it's going to make next next May release date. No, I look. No, what? I, it's crazy I, to me. I, I, with this, I have, I do have faith that they. Um, three weeks, bro. Yeah. Three weeks to do it. I, I, I have faith that they they know what's what needs to get done. I really do. Now, I think this. Is potentially damaging to the um, the original Helmers. These these two guys. I think it's yeah. it's I think it's damaging because it's one of those <laughs> things where it's different when 
if they got kicked off of Flash, it's like a sinking ship. And, and even at that time, it's it's just, this is pre-Wonder Woman. It's kind of like, all right. The Flash went through, they, they, they left. Are, are they fil- they're not filming that yet, are they? No, they still, they still, they lost Billy Crudup. They, they're losing people from that production because they can't keep their schedule. And they're probably going to have to pay some type of extension, at least on that guy, because you can't replace whatever Flash is, whoever the fuck that guy is. But they, they lost Billy Crudup as, uh, as uh, Barry Allen's dad. So oh, he's okay. gone. Yeah. Like, that's, that was a good casting. Yeah. Gone. He's great. He's very, he's, he's good. Yeah. No, he's the, always, he's always solid. Yeah. They, they seem like they had, um, a good movie ready to they go. They had an Iris West. She's gone. Yeah. That Iris. So it's pretty much him and a script. So, but then, I, but then we heard. I think on earlier episodes we talked about how they were going to throw the script out, mm-hmm. and because they lost the second director There's who directed some, Dope, which was great. Ken yeah. Newby, whatever. Yeah, Dope's great. Yeah, Dope's, Dope's great. Good. So he yeah. left. A lot, a lot but of I nice wonder. Girls butts in there. I wonder if if they can flip it back, and then they'll be like, "Here you go." And then like, if Warner Brothers is going to be like, "Hey, open arms, do your thing." And then, because yeah. I almost feel like that's what they did with Whedon. So Whedon is supposedly still doing very extension, resho- very extensive reshoots on Justice League. I think he's he's going through everything with that. Mm-hmm. Like the, he's, I think he's going to helm. Right, he's but gonna, they're not going to give him. They'll give him. I don't know what type of. That's this is very interesting. These are two gigantic films. Yeah. Now the the circumstances there were different because Zack Snyder was in post production and he was editing it, and his his daughter. Yeah. You know, we'd cover this. Committed suicide. suicide. Yeah. So, and he couldn't. He was trying to throw himself back into work. He realized that he could just couldn't, and he stepped away. Yeah. So this is a very uncer- this is a completely different circumstance with someone else. Right. On a ridiculously high profile. These these are the those are the two biggest movies. Yes. Those are yeah. that's it. Yeah. Justice League has you know Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, yeah. and then a Star Wars solo movie. Those yeah. are two so, of the biggest films you can possibly. Real make. quick though. So what do you think like? See, part of like uh, Norm was here yesterday. We were hanging out, and we kind of I, I I was asking him if he was following it, and he kind of said nothing. And then he kind of like mumbled and said something about like money grab, like the home seller was like a money grab. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, well, like it's hard to take that position because like if that's like you know from a studio standpoint, mm-hmm. if the studio is like you know doing what you and I are doing right now, we're sitting across the table from one another, and people are talking about what to do. Like, like we gotta do something with this. The money grab would be a Boba Fett movie. The money grab would be a Darth Vader movie. Mm-hmm. The the money grab would not be a young Han Solo movie that no one wanted. So, with that, you know, with the with them choosing to do this movie, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like they have to have a position. They have to have a take. They they have to. It's, it's much of the movie by now would have to be pre visualized. Like mm-hmm. and right. they and they know this is a good idea because and and they kind of have like inside the studio like proof of that. Well, like they showed like when when Rogue One and Celebration they showed like a previs. Yeah, it was all just concept art, and they just like moved it like flash animation almost. Yeah, but, well, yeah. But you got the idea. But I think in a, in a way, I don't think he's wrong because it's like what is going to make more money, uh, Rogue One, which is like. A bunch of ragtag. I love my ragtag. So like, but the whole thing is like, the. But with that, I mean, is that a hard seller? Like, it's more of a hard sell. It's like, did I ever want to see that movie? I don't know. Did I like it? Yeah, I did. But because I didn't expect certain things out of it. Yeah. I, I but, walk but, in with a completely different expectation when yeah, I see Han Solo film. Yeah, that's because like Rogue One came up through the studio, mm-hmm. right? Like the guy that I think the guy that wrote it created Photoshop. 
He was Rogue one. He was one of the original ILM guys. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Way he, back. he created Adobe Photoshop. A version of it, yeah. He created He's Photoshop. Genius, yeah. yeah, him and like his brother did it. Right, okay. Right. But the thing is though, it's kinda like that came up through the studio, <laughs> which is a it's it's a great indicator to what the state of the union is, like in those Star Wars That's offices. A great success story, correct. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. kinda like they someone had it, someone um, presented it, it moved through the ranks mm-hmm. and it got you know, they put it on track. I, I I think Han Solo, the Han Solo movie, is something similar. I think the, the movie already has a take, and I I kind of think it's it's a little bit of like, like there's a huge curiosity on what it is, what the tone is, what it like, what's it going to feel like, um, like, and it's also like a, a kind of like a ballsy risk because mm-hmm. like why would you like like you know like do we want to see a young Han Solo? That's a big question. That's mm-hmm. a really big question. Now, if that was in jeopardy, like, um, like I, <laughs> there's just a side of me that really thinks that these guys like screwed it up for themselves. They kind of like took a shit in their bed and and they they're sleeping in it. I just wanted the more. It's funny, like I'm moving positions here. Like the more I think about the way that they had their creative control and how they had to go into a system, I don't know if you can. What did I say? Yeah. I don't know. You can, can you put them back in the like? Can you put toothpaste back in the bottle? Like yeah, I don't know if yeah. you can do it. You can't unring that bell. Yeah. Um, I I really feel like the Flash was there. It was there. It just feels so right for those guys. You go from yeah. Lego Movie to Flash. People are like, oh, I see that. That makes. I sense. see that. Yeah, it's very logical. I see that. Like there's like even like the way how they think. Like even like um, the comedy mm-hmm. like notes in Twenty One Jump Street are self aware and quick. At the same time, right. which makes those movies like super unique, and you know, we just saw Baywatch fail at that formula. Like, I, I watch Baywatch. Yeah, I haven't it's seen. It. Totally I want to see it. Messy. Is it? Real? I yeah. want to see. It. I just, but some of those, when it hits, it hits pretty good. I just okay. But it's. So I, I just watched a pretty good Zac Efron movie called "We Are Your Friends." Watch if if you. Kind oh, of, that got super panned. I, yeah, I know about that. I That's the know. one where he plays the he's DJ, like, right? He's like a DJ, but yeah. the thing is, though, if you want to know like about that life. Like you know, like uh, like yeah, I don't know like like why people go to like those raves and mm-hmm. and and they're like collaborating and making music together because uh, uh, that's another one. no not Wes not Cillian Murphy Wes from Wes Bentley Wes Bentley is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and he plays know, like, like kind of like a the mastermind the producer yeah of. he's kind of like the the veteran almost mm-hmm. okay dude there's so and look it it has like things that movies have like there's a love triangle there's like a guy struggling. Um, some of his friends are douchebags holding him back. It's like Magic mm-hmm. Mike, um, Saturday Night Fever, even going mm-hmm. back there. It's that formula. But, dude, like I, like, I was watching this movie, and I'm kind of like, you know, like, there's so much here I don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, yeah, I, I was digging it. I was digging it. And you know what was the best part is when you, like, look. When he hits that beat, drop. Yeah, <laughs> drop that beat. Yeah, but a, yeah, but I don't know about that. But there is. A, they they yeah. talked about. Some, I love construction. Oh, we're artists. Like we understand construction. Yeah. So I think I would like to know like that. That, that like, I'm sure they had that illustrated, right? Where he's well, like, I need to make it. The audience has to hear because they talk about well, it in the trailer. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. They have a. Um, I never even knew what this movie was, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's kind of like interesting, and that's it. That's and but they have like a <laughs> sequence where they go into like the beats per second. Yeah, I'd love that. And I dude, would love that. And they go into like the different music genres, mm-hmm. and he's narrating, and they're showing you like the dance styles of those beats and those styles, and 
they say like the the EDM is at this like sweet spot. It's like one twenty or like one forty, okay. and that's what they like. They're almost like mathematical on keeping that ratio while they're producing their music, and they have a way to like elevate the heart rate, mm-hmm. like while they're making. And you're almost like, I just thought this was kids taking acid. Like getting cake right, by right, Steve right. Aoki, <laughs> <laughs> but it was that's so. Probably, that's also a thing, by the way. That's actually probably also a thing. Yeah, well, it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's like a, this is you go to Steve Aoki and you are a god if you get cake by him because he has giant sheet cakes mm-hmm. and he throws them into the the crowd. It's like the funniest, awesomest thing. <laughs> what the yeah, you get caked. It's called getting caked. Steve Aoki, whose sister is the the Asian girl from Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, all right. Okay. She's the fashion model. She was model. Miho in the second uh, Sense of Yeah, and she, and, and, yeah, and she is also um, like a David LaChapelle mo- uh, model. So oh, she okay. she's been all over like Interview Magazine, hmm. and I, I'm almost positive she's retired. And his father, Steve Aoki's father, is Benny Hanna, the guy that created <laughs> Benny Hanna. What what is this family? It's incredible. It, that's, legacy. The, that's the most incredible family I think I've ever heard. It's legacy, dude. It's the Trumps. It's it's the McMahons. It's it's American legacy. That's what you do in this. Co- that's what you can do in this country. Your children <laughs> are going to be carrying on dream warriors <laughs> for us. <laughs> or oh or we're going to collaborate and we're going to get your daughters as a as twin assassins. Um, Anything can happen. Which America. will be and also great legacy. Also, okay, hmm. but you know, maybe they'll travel around the country, and the cover of doing Dream Warriors all around the world will be the cover for their um, spy missions. That'll right. be their cover. So, um, thank you very much. And I guess I will. Uh, I'll delete this when we're done recording. Thank you. To, keep, to keep it safe. Do it live. To keep it safe. <laughs> no. um, okay. So, what are your predictions with Han Solo? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's coming, right? It's my birthday next year. I mean, it's yeah. it's coming. You know, it's uh, right after my birthday. All well, the Star Wars you, movies. You right realize now with this, like that night when Han Solo comes out, needs to be like a crazy night for us. Like it, we're already all nighter. Yeah, we're building like this giant. Look, let's, we're already trying to. This week, this it's going to be different. Like we already have a couple things are like lined up that yeah. we're going to try to figure um, out. Yeah, dude, I want to see Baby Driver. I want to well, see you it. have to see your backup. You have to Transformers. I will see Transformers. Yeah, well, well, I'll get Transformers in. But here, here's the thing: we might do Transformers for uh, YouTube. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're we're going to tra- I, there's I'm, I'm I'm so close to the YouTube stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have like a big rollout. I'll do, we, I'll do more extensive notes on that. Then. But well, we might be doing something different. Spectacular disaster that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Spectacular. I, saying, they're all spectacular disasters. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's the best. I think they're the uh, worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're. Um, I just think they're 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 fantasies, and that's why I like them. They're male fantasies. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think men need a fantasy. Men need military and American flag and butt well, wake up every day. Faces. I will say I, I want to be Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> In a couple, di- well, from, a couple different from ways. Dark in the Moon, right? No, I want to be that Shia LaBeouf when he's, Dark like, when he's against the green screen. That's, uh, I want to be that uh, Shia that. LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> <but just> do- <laughs> Don't make your dreams your dreams. Yeah. What now? I, I love those. Yeah. I love that that whole clip. It's true. It's 40 minutes long. You ever watch the, the whole thing? I never watched the whole thing. Oh, watch the whole thing. It's fascinating. Story. Yes, I love it. <laughs> are we done with Han Solo? That's it. So predictions are... Uh, who knows? Like it's it's Star Wars. Like and and I will say this: if Kathleen Kennedy is so singular 
And she, you know, Rogue One shouldn't technically work. It did have mistakes. It still made billions of dollars. It still shouldn't have technically was as successful. A lot of repeat business for Rogue One. Yeah. Like, and you know what? I, I'm happy to say like that, three, that, four weeks as, that as uh, Wonder one. Woman is interestingly doing the same thing. So this is where I get a little bit of faith in the studio system where the movie is good. And then it gets good word of mouth, and it keeps going. Like Wonder Woman was number one for three weeks in a row, like or uh, no two, and then Cars beat it, but it yeah. was still really strong third third week number. Yeah, now it's now look now it's still number three now with twenty five million. Cars and That's Wonder Woman. Cars are look here look here like I don't know like I don't know where this weekend stacks up, but Transformers pulled in seventy. That's low. Uh, well, it came out Wednesday. It's, it's the, yeah, it's the lowest of the franchise. Uh, it's even lower than one. One opened at, um, I think, <laughs> 70, uh, 71.5. I was there for Optimus Prime Time on Tuesday. I had special shirts. Nice. Yeah, a girl forgot me tickets when we were there. I had to, had to watch the, the prologue, unfortunately, twice because they uh, uh, they had it <laughs> yeah. in regular. Nice. And everyone was freaking out, and they walked out, and they're like, we're supposed to be in real D. Yeah, <laughs> and I give terrible T-shirts. Remember how good my Groot shirt was? Oh yeah. Groot shirt? yeah, yeah. This yeah. shirt was awful. The shirt that for the Transformers was just shit. Which I was disappointed because I was so excited because the Groot shirt yeah. for Guardians was great. Yeah. So Regal hit and miss on your shirts, buddy. Of course, I don't know who approves that. I've no, <laughs> no idea. I think they just roll it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it did seventy, but even now, like Transformers uh, World it had a huge opening in China, but Transformers worldwide is already at two sixty five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it had yeah, a two huge... sequels lined up. They have a Bumblebee prequel. Yeah, ready to film soon. I think. Well, I I think I I believe. Well, and real quick too, just, just to update this on the air, uh, the Mummy Worldwide, uh, three forty two, which is amazing. Amazing, but domestically it's it's at sixty eight. One twenty five really budget. Low for a, that's super low for a cruise yeah. movie, bro. That's uh, enough. Yeah. But uh, you know what? There's a, a few movies even break. If you, Did go... you do a quick take on Maverick. What's your quick take on Maverick? Top Gun Maverick. You love you love your Tom Cruise. Well, he, he he's he's uh, my contention is that people criticize him for playing Tom Cruise, and and my counter to that is name one movie that he's Tom Cruise in. Uh, he constantly plays an asshole. So well, Tom Cruise is an asshole. So. That's, if, 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 <laughs> I don't if, know. if if you read, there's a book called The Game. Uh, he shows up in that book. Uh, this book is about um, something else, but it's called The Game. Real life stuff. Um, happening in Los Angeles. These guys have an encounter in this book with Tom Cruise. The way how uh, Nick Strauss is the guy that wrote it. He's he's the co-writer of the Jenna Jameson biography, the Anthony Kiedis biography, longtime contributor to Rolling Stone. This guy's got street credit. Mm -hmm. The way how he talks about Tom Cruise, he talks about him as the nicest guy on earth. Uh, The ultimate alpha male, he kind of like defined him as, okay? Um, The thing is though, Tom Cruise consistently plays characters that are a-holes. I don't think he has not played an a-hole in any movie that he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just it's a weird criticism. It's a criticism that is um, <coughs> that just sounds good, but it's it's completely ungrounded. I mean, you even go to like um, what's that? The musical one, the the rock and roll musical. Yeah, one. I don't remember what's called. Like he's he's an a-hole in that. He's an a-hole yeah. in Magnolia. He's he won an Oscar. He's still, he's still, he's still like an a hole in um, in Born on the Fourth of July. He's an a hole in Rayman. He's, he's a, justified a hole in Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, but so. but he's still like yeah, but uh, but uh, Lay Samurai, um, War of the Worlds, Edge of Tomorrow. Like 
he he plays these like dynamic characters that prove themselves throughout the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like even Vanilla Sky, like Vanilla Sky, he's the ultimate a hole. Mm-hmm. But so how's he, Tom Cruise? Like right, like you know, like he's acting. He is not. I, that. I just think they don't. It's not mapped around. Like I, I kind of feel this mummy movie yeah. is not a mummy movie. Like like I just don't feel like it is. No, like look, the mummy movie has rules. It's got logic. It has um, they they set it up. They 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 tell you what the rules are of like this type of power. Hmm. And I think there I think there's other problems with that movie that don't involve like him particularly. I think I think that the movie was battling mm-hmm. like uh, like a little bit of like a just like what the intent was. Mm. Like so it, it it seemed like misaligned. But dude, like it has multiple action sequences. They flow together. Um there's an arc, there's there's his birth at the end. Like he he arrives at the end of that movie as a character that you kind of didn't see coming. So, uh, but I still think as a as a chapter one, so like all right, so chapter universe chapter ones, even when they recon them, mm-hmm. okay, like what it's it's a elite list. But the thing is, though, the number twos for all of these movies I'm, I'm about the name all fell flat, flat. Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. Matrix, okay, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Think about that. Iron Man two, Iron Man the Hulk. Which is kind of funny because the Hulk is more of a universe building movie than Iron Man, and then Iron Man Two is the one that I introduced. Th- uh, see, I, I think yeah. the, the Hulk's problem is, is I think the Hulk, the problem with the Hulk movie is that it's like it's still it it wasn't exactly a Marvel movie. It was still kind of a Paramount movie. Yeah, but, the director was just going and going. And yeah, going. but the thing is that you have them discussing the Super Soldier Serum. You see Shield, mm. Tony Stark's. Uh, Tony Stark's blueprints are in that movie. The logo Stark Industries are in mm. the title credits. <clears throat> like the Hulk is more of a universe building movie than Iron Man. Mm. Okay, and it's, but no one considers it. So now we're to Iron Man two. Not so great. Like not too even just like universe building. Okay, mm. kind of fall flat. I I enjoy it. Um, so. Man of Steel. Like when he pees in a suit. When, he, when Iron Man pees <laughs> yeah, in a yeah, suit. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, watching Iron Man 1 and 2 back to back as just a long like movie where people are figuring this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like people are just trying to figure out like where he fits in the world. Right. Dude, it's really good. But, but the second movie has such a crazy high anticipation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that kills so many movies. That anticipation kills so many movies. Um, Transformers as universe building. You know, like, okay, G.I. Joe Rides a Cobra as universe building. So, like, this, like, the Mummy, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie does, like, have a rank, like, which is kind of funny because we have, like, two separate scales. We have, like, great number ones, and they've reconned them into trilogies, like Matrix and Pirates. And the number twos for those ones... Yeah, you know, most people feel like they all suck. They all fell flat, like horribly flat. Uh, Pirates is better than Pirates Three. <laughs> I I like Pirates Three. You know what? I'll tell you what. What I like about Pirates Three is by by that time you understand like all the characters mm-hmm. and you know who they all are and you know what's at stake. So when they start double crossing each other as that movie's like rolling, it, you're kind of like you're you're even caught off guard because you don't know like what the true alliances are. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's pirate. Like that's what pirates do, and it, it was like. But at the same time, I'm gonna like, have to see the new one, by the way. 
I'd have to say it. I want it. I have to. Yeah. My, when my daughter started watching, she caught the first one on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. she's twelve, and like she loved it. And then she watched the second one. I was like, "What do you think?" And she's like, "I like that it wasn't as good as the first one, but I'm gonna watch the third one." And I'm like, yeah. "Okay." She's like, "Isn't there a new one out?" And I'm like, there's, "Yeah." There's you know what I mean? I'm two. like, "There's Stranger Things," yeah. and then there's. I don't know if I'll even tell her. Like, I don't know if I'll tell her about the Stranger. But I don't even know because I didn't Stranger, see it. Stranger Ties has mermaids. And Penelope Cruz, right? Mermaids. Yeah, but it's amazing that that woman ever got work. <laughs> what Penelope Cruz? Like, what was her appeal? What? She's not crazy hot. You don't understand the things that she says. We already we did this conversation. Dude, this I know. Conversation. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not letting go of this. <laughs> I go. I go back to the, go watch Mother. Watch the Pedro Almodovar movie she's in. Is that, is that is someone? Yeah, someone around the corner just slammed yeah. her door. Or was that a gunshot? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so you want to wrap it? Yeah. yeah let's not, let, look. Let's. Oh, wait, I have to go through my tiny segment of I can recommend things that no one should go see. Okay. So, go. so my the my main theme is, <laughs> so my main theme has been pretty much through every show is that I like to watch stuff that's like pretty much singular created, even if it's not working. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this week I saw three movies. Like so I main saw, Borg. Like what? Main Borg. Man, well, that that worked for like. Well, actually, that kind of does work. Um, <laughs> so Transformers Five, right? Yeah. Cost two hundred seventeen million. Fifteen mm-hmm. percent Rotten Tomatoes. Saw it. Terrible. Terrible, right? Then a couple days later, took my daughter to the movies. We went to go see Dean, which is Dimitri Martin, made a movie. Oh, yeah. Very similar to Garden State. His mom dies. You know, those fun comedies mm-hmm. when the mom dies. Hilarious. So they bury the mom. And then Kevin Klein, an amazing Kevin Klein, like completely redeemed himself from the it? horrible. I didn't like him in Beauty and the Beast. The Beauty and the Beast was fucking oh, yeah. good. Yeah. He, he's still Kevin Klein in that, but this he played a much better father, much more down to earth. He has to sell the childhood home. He goes to L.A. Demetri Martin goes to L.A. He keeps drawing stuff. Like he does these little drawings. He does the intros. He wrote it, directed it, produced it. Cost a million bucks. Got sixty-eight Rotten Tomatoes. I give it uh, like a like a C. But it's hard mm-hmm. to recommend to people because it's not that funny. It's about grief. Like it's kind of it's, yeah. It's really I tough. know. It's one of those um, movies. And then the other movie I saw was called Band Aid. By, Which I'm uh, very curious about. Yeah, just and, based on what you already told me about well, this. Like the whole yeah, thing. Me, I, I'm going to look that up while you're while you're going. Yeah, so that oh, that cost a million. So that has a couple. Has every has these character actor people you've seen. So this this girl Zoe Lister Jones wrote it, directed it, stars in it. She's married to Adam Pally, who was on. Uh, he was kind of the fat, funny guy on Happy Endings, and Zoe Lister Jones. She's on. Oh, what's that show called? Life in Pieces on NBC mm. now. She's always, and she was in the. Um, oh, I know her. I've yeah, seen her. she's a yeah. she's re, she's real sassy. Yeah, she's real good. She's real, and she wrote direct and 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 she played bass in it. And one time they had this fight and they started like goofing off to one another. So it's a husband and wife, and they got in a fight. And then she's like, "Well, what if we just started singing when we fight? Like, let's sing our let's sing our arguments." Yeah, and they found this really fun bond between it. Now I won't spoil anything. But I think, and then their neighbor, who's Fred Armisen, comes over and plays drums. Oh, okay. Now, they put out an yeah. EP called Dirty Dishes, which you can actually get on Spotify. It's actually, like, a really good EP. It's, like, five or six songs. Cool, yeah. And she wrote all the songs. So, I, like, this is completely film-directed. And it gets, in a, it's, the pacing <coughs> isn't so great. That's got an 84% Rotten Tomatoes. That's a limited release. That's playing three blocks from here. You can get it on, I got it on Verizon Fios On Demand. Okay. It's, like, seven bucks. You can pre-order on iTunes. 
um, or just look around for it. I'm, it'll probably be more on demand. It just came out. Just, just came out. So those are two movies that it's hard for me to recommend because the, the fights that they had, like the divorcee fights that they had, like super, like, you know, they're in couples therapy and the, were like really, 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 really hard. Yeah. Like really hard. Like I was like, ugh. So that, that, that kind of hit Not home. a good date movie. Yeah. That was <laughs> so like, afterwards yeah. it was like, Hey, that was what we need. We, it was, we needed like a palate cleanser. We needed something like to, to get Jameson out of it. Shots. So something, but yeah, that's why you just travel with alcohol. I mean, when we see movies, you should just always watch, have alcohol. I like these tiny movies though. Like, you know, cause I like Patterson. I talked about Patterson yeah. before. Well, you know, uh, real quick, um, great tiny movie that is <coughs> like kind of like already kind of like overshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just listened to a podcast with him with uh, Brett Easton Ellis, but the um, Larry Clark bully. I've never. I know what you're talking about. I've never the seen the follow up yeah. to kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, dude, they were talking about this movie. I, I've seen the movie probably like three or four times, but it just reminded <laughs> me like how strong of a freaking movie. Bull- and it's based on a true story too. But it is there's so much in that movie, hmm. and it's like just another one of those ones that's like I think he said they shot that movie in something like 23, 24 days. Right. Uh, one of the guys in the movie was like. They already knew he was like a drug addict, and they hired him anyway. And he, mm. <laughs> like he's just going on. It's a whole of a podcast, but it's just one of those things where like they were able to do things because the movie was small, and right. they came right. through. You know, right. and that's like if everybody, anybody wants to know, like why there was, like why you pay consideration into movies like that, and why mm-hmm. you kind of hunt them out. They're small for a reason. Um, they're it's good that they have a small audience. Because it's sometimes it's good you appreciate other things in other movies when you have something that you know like few people know about and you're connected to mm-hmm. and you get close to it. So like and believe it or not, like when you watch something like Rogue One and you see notes in Rogue One that's maybe from like something else or similar, uh, it, it heightens both movies and it kind of shows you like what the some of the nuances are of of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's always hard to see that in the bigger movies. You see the true nuance, the work, and the, the progress of and the process of filmmaking with smaller films. Like, again, like Taxi Driver, you see it. Mean Streets, you see it. Who's Knocking on My Door, you see it. Do you see Martin Scorsese's The uh, Departed and Aviator? You do not. It's so clean. Yeah. It's the cleanest film. <laughs> like, you know, but you see it in these, like, smaller attempted uh, mm-hmm. shots, you know, um, it go, like again, like more Steven Spielberg in Close Encounters than you would ever see in, in possibly Jurassic Park. But you watch Jurassic Park and you're like, well, <coughs> there was like notes on like children and parents and fatherhood in mm. Close Encounters that you kind of relate to eventually when you see like Jurassic Park. You yeah, there's some, see the father-son stuff in Jaws is like nuts. Yeah, like so good. yeah, that's yeah. good too. Yeah, um, but no, no. Uh, what else you got? Well, the, Sorry. the text, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll end the segment with basically next week will be kind of an interesting take because it's going to get a little bigger, but the big six coming out. So that's the, yeah. that's the Camille and Johnny. So this is exactly the type of movie that's perfect. That's like my movie. Perfect. So basically, yeah. again, super hilarious concept. He starts dating a girl who gets very sick, goes into a coma. And there's a true story based on his real life. And then he has to kind of bond with his parents and the mother is Holly played by Holly Hunter. Uh, so Emily's yeah. mother, so Camille Nanjani, who is on, um, he's the Indian guy on, he's been on Portland, he's on um, Silicon Valley on HBO. Oh, okay. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so everyone knows him. You seen? You might have seen a little bit of a stand-up, a very, very funny guy. I've seen him. I've mainly listened to him. He's on like a couple, lots of podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's a true story. He wrote it with his, with his now wife. Hmm. 
but she was in a coma and he still showed up and like and it was about like them getting together and his parents wanted to do an arranged marriage and you know the father yeah. tries to have a conversation about 9-11 right but it's it's ray romano so like the, it's it's a pretty big budget judd apatow is producing if this could be yeah. the next train wreck he, he or just, it could just kind of float well, he was not just go. talking about it on the joe rogan podcast oh, okay. okay uh apatow or yeah uh, judge apatow okay so and you know the look he, that uh, judge apatow is such a political loon like loon okay mm-hmm. that the entire conversation he had with joe rogan was not they they touched on like the comedy because he has a netflix special coming out judge apatow like a stand up oh. okay mm-hmm. and he's been like it took him like two years to get back into stand-up. he's known he's a known pretty much failed stand-up he's talked about that yeah yeah so he it took him like all this time <laughs> i think amy schumer they were making an amy schumer movie he saw her running around on tour. That kind of like inspired him. That stuff was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, him talking about like the the comedy scene in L.A. and then it goes into politics and that I'm like, I, I guess I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm just done here because like you know what it is too. He's such a loon that he would like say things and Joe Rogan, you know, like would kind of like and Joe Rogan like leans like more like libertarian. He doesn't. He's not Republican. He's not Democrat. He's more like libertarian. And it's kind of like he would just say things, like kind of like facts, mm. and Apertal just had like, just, like would just be shut down. But they were like conversational facts; they weren't like mm. confrontational. But um, I do want to, that movie seemed um, very the, the big sick. It's a it's a it's a great premise, and it's a true story. Yeah, and supposedly yeah. there's uh so I listened to there's another. No, we're gonna plug another film. <laughs> we're gonna plug yeah. another podcast. But there's a very good podcast <laughs> called. Film. I know all we're doing is talking about other podcasts to listen <laughs> yeah. to. Well, no, but no, here, no. But we get good information right no, So, but here, real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. I I want people to know. I want everyone to know. We we listen like we, we absor- consume. Yeah, we consume because um, that's the only way you you learn how to like you know like I want people to know we're students. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I think people listening are also like students. Mm-hmm. I think it carries over. But continue. Sorry about that. No, um, and that's that's correct. Like basically, when I listened to, because I, w- I wondered, I thought the other day, are we ever going to interview? Like, I wonder if we would ever interview someone. Like, yeah, that's very interesting to no, me. And, like, no. what kind of questions would we come up with? Like, uh, I think it'd be really no. It's it's that is a hundred percent like in the pipeline. Yeah, there's been um, like a couple of things that have already like floated around for that. Um, no, it's it's a hundred percent like a reality. Mm. It's something that's going to happen. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, like the show needs to be at a certain level. For sure. Yeah. I, you know, like there, there's, I think there's all this. I think everyone rushes to the interview and they think like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, it's fucking like, even when I do my solo shows, like it's tough sitting down and talking for one hour. Like right. that's a muscle you have to grow in your brain. Like right, there's, right, right. I think there's like a process <laughs> we're engaged in. Like we mm-hmm. have to, uh, which is why I freak out at Norm when he, like when he stops recording, like I just flip out because I'm like, you're not working those muscles. And he's, he's sparse between, it's different when I do episodes with the other Mark, because the mm. other Mark is a straight up audience member. And I'd like to document his take on things. Right. That's why I like, I expose my kids to something. I'm like, what do you, what do you think about that? What did, what did you, how do you respond to this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't bother today. We watch, we, and this is probably like a terrible parenting thing to say. Yeah. So, but I, 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 we watched Shaun of the Dead because Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Now that's probably not the best twelve-year-old daughter uh, thing to probably. watch with. Yeah, but like at the of. same point, it's my, oh, it's such a good movie. Like, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to gear up for, for, for baby, baby driver. So yeah. like that's that's the whole thing. So do, do you think he's overrated? Like, right? 
Uh, no, I think, uh, I, I don't, you know what, I don't know what the perception is. All I know is that I, they're amazingly watchable. At any time of the day, yeah. I can watch Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World back to back to back. World's End's a little bit different for me. I like. Hot Fuzz, I don't really like. Well, I don't care. Hot Fuzz is fine until the end, but at the end of the movie, they do, like, their point. Which is like this is gonna be a ridiculous like shoot it's like shoot. I, I felt like that yeah they push yeah right exactly exactly yeah I yeah. feel like it's a little too too on the nose. Whereas I think that the emotions like once I watched, and um, once I watched the ever so, that's speaking of, like we talk about mm-hmm. film dissection yeah. and different things we watch Red Red Letter Mirror. There's a show called just look up movies with Mikey, The World's End, and that's there's a guy who does like film theory. There all of his videos are eleven to fifteen to seventeen to eighteen minutes. But watch is one about the world's end. It makes you watch the movie completely differently. The way that it's shot, the way that yeah. it's built, the way that there's different character betrayals, and what it re- what yeah. they're really talking about. And I don't think it completely succeeds, but again, it's such an effort. Like I think World's End is so yeah. fantastic but, with the the characters, and I think Nick Frost, like, is so good in that. Like he's so subtly good in that. Yeah. Um, no, it's look, so I. Part the part of me that thinks like, like for some reason there was like this really insane like adulation for Edgar Wright, like and and there's like I get it like Shaun of the Dead and kind of like did stamp that for him like mm-hmm. you know but and it's just kind of like all right like well, the, I think it was that and then it was like hey he did this thing called Space and then you can watch Space and they're like kind of yeah. fun and creative and he's like he's one of us yeah. He's like a because he shot a guy who's in a comic book shop. Like he was like he's one of us. Yeah, and and um, Scott Pilgrim too adds to that like credibility. Right? See, I, well, Scott Pilgrim for me, like I think it, I think it's more about rhythm, and I think it's more about like his. He started to get, and this is where I think Baby Driver could totally perfect it, is the way he's in, like integrating music. In. Yeah, yeah, and he did it. He does it in World's End because you know the fights are choreographed. Yeah, to, I, well, I was even like like he, the bathroom fight is yeah, but, but but even when you said Shaun of the Dead and you said like your daughters may not be into it, but mm-hmm. I almost They'd said like it, I right? almost said there that um, a lot of Prince references, but it's got right. yeah. I was gonna say like it's got like it's <laughs> technically like the references of that make it like a music movie. Like you kind of mm-hmm. have because look, I get like you may not um, know all the songs in movies. But it's so much different when you do know the songs in movies and you know when they hit. And you have the entire song in your head, even though you might be getting like a clip of a song. Mm-hmm. It has like a real effect on the viewer. I, it captures... I think the Guardians, the, the reason why Guardians is successful is because yeah. it's a different backdrop with something with things that we already know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it does something else to your brain. It gives you like this new it's nostalgia factor. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and so Force Awakens does the same thing because it does... And I even talked about Rogue One score because Rogue One score wasn't allowed to go all the way Star Wars, so they yeah. didn't. And to me, I felt like that was missing. Yeah. Because you can't have Darth Vader on screen without like, just yeah. do it, man. Well, yeah. Just pull, and, pump up that theme, man. We John, know who he is. And John, yeah, and John Williams was so. I I think Force Awakens is his second best effort, like for Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's great. Okay. I think it's great because he has notes that are similar to like other th- things we've seen in Star Wars, like the <laughs> uh, like I love the array theme. Like when she's yeah. like sliding oh, down, man. dude, that's so freaking like it's gorgeous, beautiful. Yeah, it's just like it, like it's it's a professional, like like this dude's a pro. It's like, like eighty years old. He's like he's so like he's sharp as a tax apparently. He's amazingly sharp. I don't understand why he doesn't blow up the Academy of Natural Sciences and Film, whatever. Because <laughs> I don't know how he can like. I think he's been nominated twice in the same year, like five or six times. He's, he hasn't won ever. 
Well, he's the last time he won was might have been for like I want to say maybe like Raiders or not Raiders. Um, dude, he won in like the last time he won was like the eighties. But the dude's been nominated like fifty times. Mm. Like what? I'm looking up to the see. F? Yeah, like, oh. I'll look up to see. Yeah, hold up here. Chandler's list. I think that's his last winner. Watch that is is a, is a uh, ninety four. Ninety four. Watch. Then, yep, that's right. Which is a hell of a theme too. That's a good theme. Yeah. Oh, so all right. So movies with Mikey. That does yeah. that breaks. So that breaks uh, film theory. The podcast I was I was referring to was uh, Film Spotting this week, which is a Chicago fa- uh, based film. Yeah, cool, I think cool. that's four hundred or more episodes. Long time those guys. Every yeah. Friday, but they interview Camille on Johnny, and um, Camille talks about how the story broke. And the way that Judd Apatow specifically told him how to break story. He's like, okay, write your script, write it, you write it all the way through, and then um, read it, and then Emily reads it, and then you guys talk about what scenes should work, and then you break it apart, and then you take the notes, and then you take index cards of what scenes work, mm-hmm. and you put them on a table. And, he, and they, he goes into it, and he talks, like, I'd say maybe like 25 minutes about wow. process, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. I love process. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, this is... But that's that's the art. That's like why yeah. we that's why we consume. Like it's, it's like oh my god. That's why that's every book behind you. Yeah. Every book behind you right now is is art. It's either art or some type of structure, or it's a story. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, like there's so. A, there's a, oh, it's a lot of stuff. The, right, the rise and fall of the third Reich too. So that's over uh, there. Huh. Yeah, because uh, we don't like to repeat evil in, sure. in this place. We like to learn <laughs> about evil and prevent it. <laughs> but uh, when I was going for more like dynamic anatomy, but that's fine. Hey, that's Bernard Hogarth's mother effort. <laughs> I you, know. If you all know that book by heart. That's an early book, don't, man. Don't draw. Don't that's draw if you all know that book. book by heart. That's the only anatomy book you need. That's it. Yeah. I'll say it. That's still the same copy I stole at the Defford Mall when yeah. I was maybe like 12 or 13 years old. Uh, border, no, not, uh, not Borders. Baldwin Books. Baldwin Books. That's right. Baldwin yeah. Books. That was an early... Yeah. That was like... Smash and grab. Like a zoink. <laughs> that's why we do. Like, we would go to the mall... Like, my friends were still clothes, and I was still, like, movies and books. I think what I used to do is I used to buy, like, one magazine and then go in with the bag. Oh. And then just put the stuff but in the wall and books you, bag. You know what we did? We would, um, this is before, like, Suncoast got all um, the metal, like, tags. <laughs> what we would do is, um, I, I remember devising this with, with my friend. We would uh, get shoe boxes, and we would get bags big enough for shoe boxes, like, mm-hmm. from the mall. And we would cut, like, I would cut a slip, wow. like, a door in the shoebox. And we would just go into Suncoast and just throw movies into the shoeboxes. Oh, my gosh. And and, and, and leave. And <laughs> Was this DVD days or this was, like, VHS. VHS days? VHS. Yeah, that's how, even then, like, how into movies I And a lot of it, too, was, like, early anime. Like, mm. because it was so, like, new. And, dude, and the tapes were, like, 40, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. They were so much money. And we just stole them. Yeah, I and I stole them because like my friends like Hunter D and uh, no, not dude, not yeah, Vampire Hunter D, Wicked City, which is still one of my favorite. Um, Like a Fist of the North Star, Outlander, Fist of the North Star, major influence. Like that's why like when Fury Road came out, Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah. I've, I've absorbed enough Fist of the North Star. Right, right. right. Like Akira, I'm was, good. Akira was the one. Then they had the well, Akira Project, or they had like that other thing, which was which was. Well, there was there was that, but you're reminding me of Project Echo. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Bubblegum Crisis. 
Yeah, Which and then they the, had the Gogo 13. Yeah. That's hard to come. Dude, Bubblegum Crisis, I remember seeing footage of that bootleg of a guy just getting, like, like this dude in, like, an exoskeleton, like, cop exoskeleton, just getting <laughs> blown apart and, like, blood kind of, like, coming at it. And, dude, just being so blown away by it, mm-hmm. like, I had to, like, see it. Like, I was so interested well, there was in no... what that was. There wasn't any... So, the, what do we go from? We go from Bugs Bunny... To like, we didn't think that cartoons could do anything like that. Well, so, well, think that, what, 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 what do you think that? Like, what no, do you think that did? Well, we created that. So, like, so here, so here's the thing. So we go like, we'll we'll just say like this. Nice. You had your fire and ice here. Yeah, before. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll just say like early Disney, Warner Brother animation, blah 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 blah. And then what happens is like the the that late seventies emerge and we get like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Then we get that goes into fire and ice, American pop, hey mm-hmm. good looking, heavy traffic. Fritz the Cat. Uh, rock and Roll, Fritz the Cat. Right. Um, Forbidden Planet, which was kind of like foreign, but still mm-hmm. kind of like like rolls in. Um, Star Chasers, which is long forgotten. Okay. Um, Lensman. Now we're getting into like American, mm-hmm. Japanese American release. So <coughs> Lensman is the Green Lantern Corps <laughs> by Doc E. Smith. Mm-hmm. That's what they stole. Uh, or like whatever. Everyone borrowed. Like I don't care. Right. Okay. That was uh, the the six. That was the six. That was Hal Jordan space. Yeah. Because okay. was there's Golden Age Green Lantern, but they threw yeah, that which, out. Yeah. Which, which kind of like when uh, the John J. Straczynski, uh, fantastic Supreme Power. Yeah, I the heard that. Initial run of that, right. like balls out initial mm-hmm. run. The the Spectre in that, or the the Spectrum, mm-hmm. which was like Lensman Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. We're merging the two. Right. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing. Like, right. and, and Gary Frank had like a couple covers where the guy's like this with the, yeah. and I'm like, that's Lensman. But it's also <laughs> Green Lantern. But no, no. And then what happened was like Lensman CGI, some computer graphics and that. And then, <coughs> and then Sorry. you had the one that kicked down the door, which was Akira. Right. Um, and that was still the greatest, still the greatest. By that was uh, that's my favorite like sound that soundtrack's nuts. Dude, that's that's yeah. amazing. And you know what? There's like updates on that soundtrack, like the placement in that. Mm. But uh, it's same way with I am with like um with the Blade Runner black cover. There's the initial release for Akira that I love. Um, and that's it. Like uh, like that's that's what I want. The English watch. dub. Yeah. The, yeah. Hey guys, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do it's the... a little bit higher yeah. than, than the show the points. Um. I get it, like you know, like they they redubbed it. They did that. Uh, one of the first steel books ever was the Akira yeah, DVD release. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I but they didn't give you the option to have the original yeah, audio, right. which I thought was a mistake. Yeah, because uh, I mean I had, but there's a, there's just certain beats that you knew, and then like when he goes up, he's like Tetsuo. It's, he doesn't say that. He's yeah. like, hey Tetsuo. Like he says a couple extra words, and you're like, no, I, this is the part where he <laughs> goes up on the mountain and he yeah. yells at him, and it, it's not there. Mm-hmm. The um, but yeah yeah let's uh let's let's sign this off another so awesome it was a good little run no, a little good nice I didn't uh, know you knew that many little animes from right in a row you don't, you don't, you don't that know. was chronological yeah. I'm pretty sure that it was pretty close not even that even early American Ralph Bakshi animation. yeah that's right you went all the way through yeah. oh and I forgot the one and only Wizards with Necron ninety nine <laughs> which my friend the other day called Deadpool he called the Deadpool looking guy. 
because he saw a picture of like wizards and he oh. said, so well. that guy, the Deadpool guy on the weird like <laughs> like Tauntaun thing, and I'm because he's looking at the cover and I'm like, right. oh my, oh my god, that's Necron ninety nine. That's just the, that's the peace. way backwards. That's peace, man. Like you know, get your shit together. Yeah, but that's that's it's happening peace. in the that's the one trailer for Baby Driver. They're like, they're like, we told you to get Halloween masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like Mike Myers. He's like, I did get Mike Myers. Like Halloween masks. He's like, these are Halloween masks. <laughs> so it's just a cultural generational gap, you yeah. know. So. Um, and, and real quick too, like again, like to further, just real, real quick side note to analyze um, what happened with anime. Like, why did it go away? Japan mm. hits one of the long, the longest recession in world history mm. for a semi-capitalistic, you know, and they, the, the economy doesn't have the money to produce for experimentation. It's just the money's not there, the absorption's not there, and they, they kind of lost because they're not like freedom based or not liberty based or not capitalistic mm-hmm. and because of they don't have those true values it washed away it got away mm-hmm. you know when they, when they were following ronald reagan because reagan said like a tone for like these other countries when they when they duplicated reagan's tone they had a windfall of money and that led into the, the enough money to experiment with animation and for industry to pop up because people could absorb it Mm. Now that money's gone because the tone's gone. They don't like you now. Like some people get lost. They, like it's it's not easy. Like kind of being like imperialistic and then having like notes of America. It's a very delicate balance. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and that's kind of like what happened. And that's where like post nineties, it was like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, everything else is gone. Like it just went away. Netflix is the only one like making an effort to bring some of it back. Mm-hmm. But dude, that should have fire back then. They'll never have that fire again. It's right. never going to come back the way it did. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks because even even like Outlander, which is completely obscure, bad, like like 80-minute animation. But it's way better, way better than things being done today. Right. You know? yeah. but, and Dark, Outlander 2 was also a Dark Horse comic book release adaptation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, if you care. All right, signing <laughs> off now. All right, let's go. Road to 50. We're, yeah, we're done. Cool. All right. Good job, good job, right?